0: I've been calling it, and you're gonna hate this, and I hate it too, but I can't stop thinking about it. The Three Musky Boys, which is disgusting. (laughs) But, you know, they probably were, so (laughs) I like it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to That Pretentious Book Club, and I think this is coming out in the new year, so, and happy new year! <laughs>
1: happy new year! Yay.
0: Ooh. Yay! That over there is your host, Kendall Shaw, a.k.a. Dr. Spoons Palermo.
1: Hi, howdy, and over there is your beautiful host, Asha O'Rourke. but you can call her Wheezy.
0: It ain't easy being Wheezy, although it feels a little bit easier the week between Christmas and New Year's, because there's no rules for anything, you can eat <laughs> chocolate really for breakfast. I could drink alcohol all day because I have to finish drinking the alcohol we bought for Christmas. You know, mm-hmm. I can just play with all of my presents. Like I was just showing spoons. I put the sticker she got me on a water bottle my sister got me. Um, there's no rules for anything, and I did spend four hours today working on a D and D campaign, um, and part of that was me creating a map of one of the books that i wrote so the map of the world in it because that's what i decided in a very egotistical and narcissistic way to set the D campaign in i love that it's good it was fantastic um yeah but anyways uh it's very exciting
1: it is spoons how has your gray week been uh it's been pretty good actually i love this week because it's like well at my internship like nobody's there it's like for because it's a school thing so it's like no work no, nothing. I'm kind of just vibing. That's nice. I went to knitting group with my grandma and my cousin on Wednesday. Aww. Uh, I saw the new Avatar. Oh my and god! And now I, I like, it. I like get Avatar now. Before <laughs> I was like, Avatar's whatever. Really? I was like, I'm just gonna go see it because everyone's seeing it. Wow. And, you know, might as well see it. And now I'm like, no, Avatar's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one is way better than the first one. Wow, way and I better. thought
0: the first one was good. So I mean I don't I don't really know what to think yeah, about I, this. I hope you like it.
1: I yeah, we'll see. We can talk about it. Yeah, I spend a lot of time with my family, which was great. So yeah. kind of just enjoying the enjoying my time did you
0: get any super cool christmas gifts because you know that's what christmas (gasps) is all about
1: (laughs) uh absolutely that's what it's about and yes i did uh i got a dress form (gasps) for sewing and she's adjustable Ah! this is my dream you're living my dream i i'll bring it over and we can play with it because (gasps) it is like going to I have a I just know it's gonna bring my sewing game up like one thousand times, you know? So this is a very exciting Here, I have a proposal
0: for you. You okay. can bring the dress form over. We're just gonna get Buku fabric. We can use my super fancy sewing machine and we can sew costumes for our D D characters slash book oh characters.
1: My and God. we can just
0: wear them to like when we play D and D and also just you know, as super nerds and also like to Renaissance fairs and stuff and also just, you know, around the house
1: to do chores and stuff. Uh, this sounds so fun. That's like exactly what I want. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent. This is exactly what I want, too. Ruby doesn't. Ruby is barking my puppy. But um, that's okay because you will like to see empty spoons.
1: It's all right, Ruby. You can be involved. <laughs> you she's can't like, stand I want to be involved
0: with the cat is what the problem is. <laughs> I wanna just bark at the cat until we're friends because I think she's like that's how you make friends,
1: isn't it? She's like, I've lived I'm a literal infant. I have very few social <laughs> skills, I don't really know what's going on. Is it a literal infant, that's the thing. She's over there
0: chewing on the rug now. Okay, well. You know, whatever makes her happy. <laughs> I got um my mom oh, yes, so- I should have
1: asked, what did you get? I'm oh, so sorry. No I'm like bad at socializing at the moment, I guess.
0: <laughs> I I me am, all the me and
1: Ruby are the same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> rur, 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 rur. Are we friends now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I obviously Ruby's my best Christmas present who I got early from Javi because um, dogs are expensive. And so that was exciting. But I feel like gifts I got on Christmas and I know that gifts are not what it's about. But I do have to say I'm so positively thrilled out of my mind. My mom got me a little foot massager (gasps) and I'm so happy. Oh, it's so nice. I've been complaining for like two months that I don't know why people usually get older. They complain about like, oh, my back hurts now. I'm like, no, my feet hurt. My feet hurt so bad. And I don't know why. And so for like two months, I've just been like, oh, my God, my feet hurt. I wish. And you can't really massage your own feet like it doesn't really work. And so I've been complaining about that. And I got a foot massager and it's so nice. That is
1: amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love it, too. It's so
0: nice. And uh, I started playing this game called Raft with Javi which is a survival Raft. game. But now Javi can't play it with me because his PC is here. So I need other people to play it with me. Spoons. <laughs> uh, sure. I'll play, I'll play Raft. How does cool. one play Raft? Uh, it's a really fun survival game. I'll take like a little video of me playing it and send it to you. It's, it's pretty fun and pretty chill. I want to play it on creative mode where the shark can't eat you alive. Um, I'm trying mm-hmm. to get my friend Marissa to play it with me also. What up, Marissa? She sent me this fantastic... Christmas gift, and I will say that that some of the stuff in it was wrapped in Justin Bieber Christmas wrapping paper, which was honestly just as good as the rest of the gift, which was also spectacular. <laughs> so it was amazing. And she sent me chocolates that are, for all intents and purposes, a shot of alcohol. I mean, like... <laughs> there's a lot of like liqueur chocolates and like you know they have a taste of liqueur no no Mm -hmm. you bite into this and literally alcohol liquid alcohol spills out all over your hands if you bite into it instead of just putting the whole thing in your mouth so essentially and it's it's a very it's not even like a sweet or diluted alcohol it's just straight alcohol like this is you would think like this is like a russian chocolate is what you would think this is (laughs) what the russians eat around the christmas fire (laughs) but i think it's german i think it's a german chocolate actually so i guess it makes sense for the germans too but um yeah anyway so that's been exciting so i I literally have crazy i have a hypothesis that if i were to eat half the box i'd get tipsy and i'm really curious like maybe i should give it a shot just because i really want to know because it is a strong alcohol
1: there's only one way to know for sure, and I think that if you don't test the theory, like, you're wasting your opportunity. You I feel know? like
0: I, exactly, I feel like it's going to come back to haunt me for maybe the rest of my life mm-hmm. if I don't try and get tipsy off this box of chocolate. So maybe that's what I'm doing <laughs> after recording that mm-hmm. continuing to work on the D&D campaign which is very fun and a lot of work. And I also, um, my fingers are just now recovering. I got literally a blister on top of a blister and now I have this crazy callus because I replaced all of my carpet in my room with cheap flooring and it's wonderful. Oh my God, is it wonderful. <laughs> Kill helped me finish like the last half of it. And so it was like two in the morning when we finally finished it. And oh then I painted all of the walls in one day. I did the primer, the trim and the top coat all in one day. And I painted the whole bathroom. And I'm so happy. I mean, look, it's not like the shade of depression anymore.
1: No, it's, it's a very so nice, nice color.
0: Yeah, it's for like those a,
1: listening. It's like a oh, you were going to describe oh, no, it. Good. Sorry, go, go ahead. for
0: it. Oh no, I, you tell me what kind of green oh, is it?
1: <laughs> it's a bit like a sea foam green, perhaps mm-hmm. or like even a like a pale like fairy green, maybe.
0: Yeah, it's I,
1: nice. I, I I like it.
0: It's good. It's so funny. It looks greener on the ca- on the camera than it looks like in real life. It looks a little bit paler, but yeah. it is wonderful, and I'm so happy with it. And that my floors don't smell like animal pee, even though it's raining outside, so the whole house does smell like animal pee right now. Because whenever it's like really humid, all of <laughs> Caleb was explaining. I was like, "Why does it smell more like animal pee when it rains outside?" I was like, "Is that a thing, or am I just lucid?" He goes, "No, no. When the air is more moist, it rehydrates." The molecules that are in all your furniture and stuff, and so Ew. all of the pee is getting rehydrated in my house, and now my house smells like animal pee to me. I mean, my room is not bad because I got rid of the carpets, but the living room because the cats <laughs> peed on the couch so many times, which is uh. disgusting. And I know all of you are like, "I'm never going to her house." I know. I'm ashamed. Well, okay, don't listen, shame people, me.
1: this is just what happens with pets sometimes. <laughs> like, it really just is, how it especially
0: is. when they have attitudes like. Mm-hmm. Ruby, She's laying underneath the chair with her head on one of the like chair legs, just like resting on it asleep. She's such a
1: sweet baby.
0: Yeah, I um so she played so hard outside this morning. Um, when I was walking around the farm talking about some projects we're doing with my brother and then when I came back to grab Ruby from she was playing with Winnie and I was just keeping an eye on her she was covered in dirt just covered in dirt (laughs) and I was like disgusting great um and so then I stuck her in the shower with me and I showered her off because she likes to prance around in the shower while I'm showering so I was Mm -hmm. like let's just make this as not traumatic as possible and I took a shower and I just stuck her in there so she could play in the water and then I was like now it's your turn and gave her a little (laughs) shower And then she passed out, wrapped up in her towel like a baby. I was thinking that she would squirm out of it like she usually does. She was so tired. She just knocked out in the towel for like an hour. And I was just holding her like a baby in her towel. Oh, my God. It was so funny. I'll send you a picture. But it was precious. So
1: it's been pretty
0: cute. It's been pretty chaotic trying to house train the puppy. But it's been pretty
1: cute when it's not been horrible. I mean, it's still a puppy, like she's still so sweet and cute.
0: She is. I'm also sending you a progression of um all of the my mom taking a nap on the couch and all of the animals one by one joining her. And I took like a progression of photos as they all got <laughs> okay. closer
1: and closer. To I her. just got them. Aw, her little bow. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> she's like covered in animals.
0: She is, yeah. <laughs> Aw. They're like you look warm. I think I'll lay and here. I, a blanket. I know in a little blanket. Knocked out. It was so freaking funny. That's yeah. So, adorable. anyways, um, Christmas stuff. Christmas was wonderful. Hobby was home. It was awesome. Did the floors. Did the walls. Had all of Christmas. Roasted my first turkey and made Irish oh. potato stuffing. So that was good. I also made mincemeat pies for the first time ever, and Ooh. they were delicious. By the way, uh, I
1: mean, Amazing. I bet.
0: Yeah. And then I made a cherry pie and a chocolate cream pie and a pumpkin wow. pie. Wow. So all of
1: that sounds really
0: good. It was all pretty good. Although I am furious to say that after they were like, yeah, no, we do want a pumpkin pie. And I used one of the pumpkins from my own garden. Do you know who ate the pumpkin pie? You. Only me. Just and you. I've had two pieces of it. The rest of the pie is still just there. And I'm like, I'm furious. right? And it's way better tasting than my last one. My last one had a better <gasps> texture. But this one, like, it tastes so good. I'm like...
1: This is sickening. So you got to force feed everyone in your family this pie. Like, I know. You're, I'm sorry, but you're eating this.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, but you're all eating the pie that I worked my ass off on because I had to <laughs> roast the pumpkin myself, okay, and scrape it clean. And it is a bit more of a process when you use a pump, an actual like pie pumpkin than yeah. from a can.
1: okay? You grew that pumpkin. Not only are you just yeah. scraping it, you grew it. I grew uh, it
0: and it was a lot of work and now I'm already having to plan my garden for the spring which is like
1: Mm -hmm.
0: wow a lot Um, but I'm happy to say that I'm done reading this book now as of a few hours ago because I needed (laughs) to plan the D&D campaign in my garden but instead I'm like unfortunately I have to finish reading this behemoth of a novel that Spoons picked out
1: (laughs) it is yeah see I almost suggested but we already had like decided to do it but like last week I was like Maybe we should just do like half of it, and then we can yeah. save half of it for later, like because uh-huh. it's basically like in like three parts anyway, or two parts, oh uh-huh. like this is a mess, this is it's so long it is so but um long. the
0: audiobook, if you guys are curious, is over twenty four hours long.
1: it's very long, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's very, very long. <laughs> So that plus I also had to reread the entire player's handbook for Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. Let me tell you guys before we get into the book about um, if you guys have never been a, a DM, a dungeon master. I haven't. I am now because nobody else volunteered for it. <laughs> here's the thing. If you're like, I don't know how to play d and I've been concerned because I don't know the rules. You don't have to. Because basically, you'll just try and do something. And if you don't know what you're doing, the dungeon master will correct you or tell you what you can do. So I've Mm -hmm. just always relied on that and been like, I don't have to learn the rules of this game because the Dungeon Master knows the rules. Now I have to learn and remember those rules Now you're
1: the one who has to know the rules. Which is
0: hard. And so the creating the campaign part, not that hard, but just trying to know what the rules of the game actually are, that was harder. So I had to like read through the whole player's handbook. I'm currently reading through the Dungeon Master's Guide. I've already like read through a couple other D&D things. Um, So... (laughs) My brain hurts. So that on top of trying to read all of Three Musketeers, I yeah, that's a lot of campaign.
1: That's so. a lot of lore. You know, you're it's like, okay, now I have to know about Louis the Thirteenth, and I have to know about, uh, you know critical fails like this is a lot yeah it's a lot. a lot so i'm on. like
0: maybe what we really need maybe what i really should do for the campaign is do like a twist on the three musketeers for the D&D campaign. <gasps> i mean that could be pretty Wait. cool
1: actually i think it's perfect because it's the perfect setup for like questing and stuff it's like it here we really go on a little is. musketeer quest
0: to be honest and... it really is if i hadn't already put so much work into like the world map of my book and have uh-huh. freedom with that the three musketeers would make an excellent premise for a D campaign
1: it really would
0: yeah there's like intrigue and spies and all kinds and assassins and all kinds of battles Mm -hmm. and stuff
1: wow wait a minute lots of interesting characters like yeah you can do basically anything just
0: copy and paste all the plot points from the musketeers (laughs) (laughs) into a dd campaign of
1: which there are many
0: oh (laughs) yes there are so so many um Oh and if you guys it's it's too late now but in the future if you guys want to skip our nonsense and go straight to the book you can. Uh, yeah. I was going to say that and then I didn't cuz I didn't care. Um so <laughs> that's a thing you can do if you're interested but in But you can, can in the, the future. Nonsense. Yeah. Star- new
1: year, new uh reminder you know new, new, new
0: reminder that will probably the last one of the season because i'll forget every other episode is uh you
1: we do almost think, always forget
0: we do pretty much forget <laughs> but we i don't ever forget to put the skip notes in the show description so they're in there if you guys mm-hmm. just want to hear about the book um yep. so they're there and i'm sorry i will kind of sorry i'm not super sorry i'm like a little mm. bit sorry but i hope everyone had good holidays and a happy yeah. year i'm excited yeah. um usually i'm like Bleh, a new year and for some reason i'm excited for this year i feel like good things i am
1: too are i feel like last year was so bad for me that like this mm-hmm. year is gonna be really good that's yeah. where i'm at
0: yeah last year was hard in a lot of ways there were some good things too the year before that was just hard all around so um i'm looking forward to it uh and also i'm really looking forward to it. we're going on a writer's retreat Um, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so I'm very excited because I've thought it out and I think we're going to go to New Mexico. So that's like an eight hour drive for us. And I'm like, we can just, and we're getting a truck. So we could just take the truck and you and I can go, and we can load it up with whatever we want, and the dog, because Ruby's going to come too. And mm-hmm. we're just going to have like a week-long writer's retreat, and it's going to be awesome. And you love New Mexico, so I feel like... And so I does love Carissa, Nuevo so. Mexico. Exactly. So does Carissa. So I feel like the aesthetic is very much for you guys. And I don't care where I go. So I'm excited to go somewhere You're gonna different. You're going to love it
1: too. It's yeah. going to be awesome.
0: Yeah. So I'm super jazzed about that. I don't know when that's happening this year. And then my mermaid friend, Marissa, is probably going to come out and see me. So I'm super jazzed about Aww. that. Yeah, we're starting working on the house. And so and I'm trying to train for my advanced free dive cert. So it's just like there's a lot of big, exciting things to look forward to this year.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And not as many of the really hard things. A lot of the good the good things and the hard things are mixed together this year. But at least there's not too many like just hard things with absolutely no benefit.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll just, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And y'all are, y'all are all here with us. So yeah. I'm you'll, you'll hear all about regular it. <laughs> updates, whether or not you want it. Whether you want it. This is our podcast. Damn it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have anything you're looking forward to in the new year before we get into stuff? uh, I'm
1: looking forward to finally getting a big girl job and having money.
0: Oh, that That's nice. what I'm most
1: excited for. And I'm really excited because I've, kind of almost done with the book i'm writing right now ah. and i'm feeling really good about it so those are the two main things at the moment also that's a nice. bunch of movies that i'm excited for come out this year. <laughs> like a bunch
0: have you watched glass onion
1: <laughs> yes i saw it in the Ugh. theaters when it was oh, out for like right. a week i want to watch it so bad i'm gonna watch it, it was in the new so year. great i don't think i liked it as much as knives out but i would watch like 8,000 Benoit Blanc mysteries. Like, Same. I would watch them forever and ever and ever. Like, Same. I love it.
0: That's what they did yeah. for Hercule Pirot. So, exactly. you know. Exactly. He's our new Hercule Poirot. He is. Exactly. There's something about him where you're just like, I never want to stop looking
1: at you. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. He's amazing. I agree. Uh, well, should we get into it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. This episode, we are covering the giant, enormous, super, super long novel by Alexander Dumas, The Three Musketeers, <laughs> uh, or as I've been, I've been calling it, and you're going to hate this, and I hate it too, but I can't stop thinking about it, The Three Musky Boys,
1: which is disgusting, <laughs> but you know, they probably were, so. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Honestly, it's, they kind of deserve that too, like they are a little musky. They are musky.
0: So, we're going to talk about the three musky boys today, but first I'm going to tell you about our uh, author, Alexander Dumas, who uh. actually seems like a pretty fun dude, to be honest. I, I don't know about honestly, like the
1: most moral, but who cares? Based on what I know about him, he sounds so fun. He sounds
0: like so fun. He sounds kind of like your friend... Who is maybe not the most responsible, but is like really, really sweet and knows how to have a good time and make sure everybody's having a good time. Like, not just completely self centered about the good time, but really also good at indulging themselves. Very creative. I mean, he would just be such a fun friend. Uh, So, all of the info I got about him is from Britannica.com and Biography.com. So, he was born July 24th, 1802, making him a.
1: Uh, a Leo. That's my dad's birthday. Oh, what? They yeah. have the same birthday.
0: I gotta tell him. He'll love that. You do. That's so fun. Um. So he's the most. He's most well known for his books, The Count of Monte Cristo, which apparently is one of Carissa's favorites over at our sister podcast, The Scripturians. It is one of writers. my favorite
1: movies. Is so it? I, I have not read the book, but I love the movie. Love I
0: know movie. nothing about The Count of Monte Cristo. I also it knew is- very little about the Three Musketeers, except for the one with Logan Lerman in it that I love. Right. Right. Yes. And I don't care
1: that it's not accurate. An I do want to watch film. it
0: again. It is iconic. Me I want to watch it.
1: <laughs> I was immediately like, okay, it's time to rewatch Three Musketeers 2011.
0: 100% <laughs> it is. Um, so he also wrote memoirs, um, which. This is according to Britannica.com, quote, provide a unique insight into French literary life during the romantic period, end quote. Mm. I do really like that because it's so funny because until somewhat recently in history, like the literary like salon of like writers is always like such a weird group of people. And there's like a overall European one, there's an overall like, you know, American United States one. Yeah. And then there's um and then there's like the country specific ones, and these little groups of writers are just like It's weird because until recently they've been considered like very important and posh. And I feel like that is just not the vibe that writers these days have. And they all kind of hung out together somehow. And I'm like, I just don't feel like, you know, (laughs) J.K. (laughs) Rowling is hanging out with Marissa Meyer and, you
1: know, all that They're kind not- of stuff. <laughs> I just don't feel like yeah, they like, are. who does Stephen King hang out with? You know, I yeah. feel like he's alone in Maine. Like, that's what he does. Exactly. That's what he does is being alone in
0: Maine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, he writes some stuff, I mean. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so Dumas' father, Thomas Alexander Davy de la Bayette Deli? Okay, I can't do French, so just just wow, know that. That I sounded good. I mean, Thank you. I try. Uh, yeah. Never... Once again, sorry
1: to our French listener. I believe if we have one. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> I deeply apologize. You deserve better than this, but I'm giving you my best work. Oh yeah, um, not for you. For this is that was for me. You know, in, for in the future when I mispronounce things. Uh, oh no, no, that's for summary. me too.
0: It's almost worse because I could just embrace that I don't know how to pronounce it correctly, but instead I'm like, I'm going to go out of my way I, to try in a really gross really way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like when you go to a restaurant like when you go to like a mexican restaurant and you're like i know how to pronounce i mm-hmm. think what's on the menu but do i just say it like a total gringo or do i and they just accept like you're stupid and and i understand you're a stupid white person who can't speak spanish or do right. you try and they go ugh, gross i hate when you mess up our language okay, okay what's
1: worse that is i face this all the time because like I mean, I've lived my whole life in Texas. Like, I know how to pronounce a lot of the stuff. I know how to pronounce enchilada. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. But, like, I could even try it with an accent. Like, I can kind of do yeah. it. Yeah. But it's like, am I bold enough to actually do it? Or should it just be like, listen, I'm white. Like, this is. I, exactly. Like, listen, you know I, what I mean. <laughs> exactly. I even speak
0: Italian, though. But when I go to Italian places, I'm like, I feel like if I pronounce what's on the menu with an Italian accent, that is just so pretentious of me to do yes. that. Yes. <laughs> And it's do the servers funny. know how it's pr- actually pronounced or do they think I'm just making it up and being pretentious? Like what yes. am I supposed to do here? Either way, it's a very much a lose-lose situation.
1: It's so true. It's like at what level should I try? You know, yeah. like what usually go for somewhere in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Like,
0: <laughs> like I don't Chile Rellenos is one of my favorite, but I don't I don't go like, "Can I get the Chile Rellenos or whatever?" I, which I just did really bad because <laughs> I'm in French mode right now. But um I also don't go, "Can I get the Chili Rellenos?" Which is yes. not good either. I say, can I get the chili rellenos? Which is yes. a little more in the middle. And it's just Yeah, you're not acceptable. pronouncing the
1: L's. But yeah, you're also I know. kind of doing a chili. Like, it's yeah. a in the middle. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't call, like, tortillas tortillas or
1: tortillas. anything. <laughs> My grandpa, God bless him, calls jalapenos. He says jalapeno. <laughs> and so it is hilarious to me my grandfather (laughs) called them
0: jalapenos so like
1: yeah that's another level i know
0: there is something i so i had a grandfather who was from far out east texas with like Mm -hmm. the thickest thickest accent and he married an italian woman hence my italian side of the family and um he learned to speak italian because they lived in italy but he never god bless his soul Ever learned to speak it without anything but a deep East Texas accent, and so it was just so freaking weird to hear him speak Italian. I'm like, you've lived over there for like 15 years. How is it possible that you still are like ciao, come over style? Like,
1: how is it possible? The Italians are like, all right. I mean, I know what you're saying, but they hate Bush.
0: This is why they hate Texas. They hated it's. They hate they. We used to say, oh, if you're from Texas, that's Bush's state, and so. I don't know why they hated Bush. I honestly don't know what the deal is. But maybe it was more like they hate Texas and Bush was from Texas. So I don't know if it was the chicken or the egg situation. Say <laughs> like, we hate all of
1: it. Don't talk to us. I, oh, my God. Did I have to tell you what time would we, we went to California and um, we were at this, like, burger place, like, in near near Anaheim. And it was kind of just like hole in the wall kind of place but like this surfer guy was like the only one working there and he was so stereotypically california guy oh my god and it was really. i have met three stereotypical california surfer boys in my life and it has been
0: the best experience (laughs) and i I I have that like my people they're They're so good you just they just breathe on you and your iq drops by like 50 but you're (laughs) having such good
1: vibes (laughs) the vibes are immaculate but he was literally like dude where are you guys from man like that kind of thing LOL. and we were like oh we're uh we're here from texas and he was like "What texas dude he was like do you guys like know george bush or what like <laughs> what the he hell? straight up was like do you know him and we were like uh no no also texas is even even if Very it was big. like a
0: normal size state like oregon or something no i still wouldn't know but really oh my
1: <laughs> like you'd think he was joking like it sounds like a joke but he kind of seemed serious it's like the only yeah. reason why i still remember it, <laughs> it yeah was so funny yeah
0: i there You're was like, a kid i used to burger. well that's what matters for him you yeah. know and mm-hmm. you that sounds great yeah it was great for um him. i assume that one of my this kid i got partnered up with a lot in one of my literature classes hey nate what up i assume he has some talents um he showed me a video of him surfing once and he seemed to be pretty good at it but i will say that because we always sat by each other we always got paired up together and every time the teacher <laughs> would ask us like a question like to answer like in pairs i would be like nate if you open your goddamn mouth i'm gonna kill you <laughs> because he never got a <laughs> single answer right he <laughs> talked like such a bra, dude and he was like dude look at this choice wave man and would like show me these videos of him surfing and i was like it's all he thinks about and i'm like i love that for you Well, that's his thing that's what he does is he surfs I should say yeah. that's it what up Nate yeah. good job you're a great surfer you killed me absolutely killed me in that class though like <laughs> he was so such a nice, nice dude too but I was like I don't know if you are dumb or if you just sound dumb <laughs> but either way like I never in my life ever ever want to get paired up on any project with you again
1: <laughs> Nate you're a great guy do not Answer a question again, or I will kill. You. I will kill you. And he's so he was so nice, too. I was like, I'm usually, like,
0: the dumber the person, the more entertaining, you know? I've oh never God. been annoyed before. I love dumb people. I do, too, except for Nate. At the time, I was like, Nate, I'm, I'm over you. I'm done with you, bud. You're like, jaw, dude. Look at this gnarly wave. Like, Shut dude. up. Shut up, Nate. Shut up, Nate, about your gnarly waves. Nate, show me after class. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> oh, but he was adorable and very sweet. But also, like, I also feel like Californian surfer boys are some of the only, like, grown blonde men who are left. So <laughs> he was blonde. So were the two men in California that were like, oh, yeah, the beach towels are over here. Where we oh, also God. stopped on a road trip and we were like, we forgot to bring towels. With you guys, uh. And there, it was like $40 a beach towel. And I was
1: like, this is insane. I hate this place. Oh, my God. But they were also so, so stereotypical Californian
0: oh. boy and both of them blonde as well.
1: Oh, yeah. That's like the you're right. That might be one of the only places left you can find grown blonde men. <laughs> yeah.
0: That and then like Norway. Like Norway. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe sweden i don't
0: know yeah there you go <laughs> oh, oh,
1: that's well.
0: okay uh that was a really fun riff i'll keep talking about alexander duma, duma. wait i would like to really quickly i can pronounce chili reno. i can say it i'm sorry um <laughs> i did say it so badly it was embarrassing um okay <laughs> so what
1: <laughs> That was just
0: funny. You're like, oh, I had to, <laughs> to set the record. The records straight. I can pronounce it. I cannot speak Spanish after three years and getting Cs for three years. But Italian <laughs> and Spanish is too confusing together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do mix them up sometimes, which is not good. Um, anyways, so uh, Dumas's father, Thomas Alexander David de la. This is I just said this. Um, so he was born out of wedlock to the Marquis de la Payetiri and Marie Cissette Dumas, a black sa- slave from Santo Domingo. Which this is just very cool. Uh, he's like his dad has a very cool backstory. So the Dumas family name was adopted from uh, Alexander Dumas's grandmother, which was the the um, Marie Cissette Dumas, the slave from Santo Domingo. Um, and so then his dad, Thomas Alexander, took the name Dumas when he enlisted in Napoleon's army, where he acquired the nickname, quote, Black Devil, which I do not know what what or why, but Wait, for some Dumas reason Dumas' dad? Yeah, Dumas' dad, who Damn. married a um or I don't don't know about married no yeah, born out of like wedlock kind of, too. Hmm. So Alexander Dumas <laughs> Yeah, I know. So, Alexander Dumas, the author of that we're talking about, uh-huh. his father was the illegitimate child of the Marquis de la Perturie and Marie-Sassette Dumas, a black slave from Santo Domingo. So, oh,
1: his dad was. His dad, yeah. Oh, so Alexand-
0: okay. So, Alexander Dumas, the author, his grandmother was, I think that's Haitian. Don't quote me on it, but I think it is. Okay. Um, was the... Her, his grandmother was a slave, and so mm-hmm. I don't even want a probably very bad situation that led probably to bad. this being born yeah. out of wedlock, but I, it comes to something cool later, so I'm going to continue. Yeah, uh, go ahead. So, Ale- so Thomas Alexander, um, Dumas's father, when he enlisted in Napoleon's army, acquired the nickname Black Devil, and then he rose Dang. to the rank of general at the age of 31, which was the highest rank any black man had ever had in a European army.
1: Wow. Which is really cool. Good for him I
0: know I just thought That was really cool So I know it wasn't It's not specifically About uh, Alexander Dumas It's about Thomas Alexander Dumas But I thought it was cool To include I
1: mean yeah It's his like You know yeah exactly
0: and also like when you look at you know their their pictures or whatever because when you go online you can see like their old timey portrait photos and everything mm-hmm. of course they look very different than the people we usually see which is like white on white on white folks and so it was just cool because yeah. both men were pretty dang successful in their lives
1: i love that i honestly because you growing up i had no idea that alexandra dumas was black and then or you know has you like yeah mixed he's yeah. mixed ethnicity i had no clue and when i saw I a picture no of him clue. i was like what
0: <laughs> until this i had no clue that he had mixed myth mix, oh, i can't say yeah. it, mixed ethnicity which is crazy um that's and just so cool i'm just good for them good for not him. that people aren't talented or haven't been but historically they've been so kept out of like kept oh away yeah from totally. opportunity it was yeah, so nice like, to see both of these dudes were like nah adversity i don't think so and just like just killed it in life. Amazing. Yeah, it's
1: really cool that they were able to be successful. Um, Yeah, exactly. It's in the time period.
0: Exactly. Uh, So after General Dumas, so Alexander's father, died in 1806, the family was kind of struggling. Um, And at that time, uh, so his mom, Marie-Louise Laboreau, was working really hard to provide an education for her son and so that was when he attended a school um i can't abbe gregory school i don't know i did that very gringo and i don't care um <laughs> <laughs> like how i'm mixing all the languages too again um so he took a job um as an assist, as an assistant notary essentially uh so he was working for a lawyer in paris making a living and then he obtained a post working in the household of the duke d'olens Duke's like, like the Duke de Orleans Orleans yeah. like uh, New Orleans which is kind of cool
1: Orleans? I don't uh, know
0: <laughs> With The future king Louis Philippe So oh. post in the household of the Duke de Orleans The future king Louis Philippe So he was working for the future king I'm sorry what? What time period? Was this? Is this what? in the early 1800s? Mid 1800s? I don't know mm. at this point I don't know Weird. at what year he was working there Um, But then he was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to try working in theater, which is everyone who majored in theater can tell you is not the way to go if you want to make any kind of money or even have (laughs) enough to pay your bills. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. If you want to pay your bills that way. Uh, So he made contact with the actor Francois Joseph Talma. Don't know who that is. And with the other young poets who were leading the romantic movement at the time. So obviously he was very involved in the romantic movement in France. Uh, Mm -hmm. I do really like the romantic literary movement. I think Mm -hmm. it was fun. Uh, it was just kind of, like, crazy and idealistic, and, like, all of the fiction was really exciting, I feel like. Oh, yeah, it's great. Um, he also penned the, and I found this one off biography.com, didn't hear anything else about it, but I think this is excellent, penned the fantasy novel The Wolf Leader, which is considered one of the earliest werewolf books. What? And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, because I didn't I read about read this about. on the <laughs> other websites. Where is this from? Where is that? I I need it. <laughs> That's awesome. I need to know. Uh, anyway, so Dumas's plays were considered crude, brash, and melodramatic, uh, but so they were received with great rapture, essentially, in the late 1820s <laughs> and early 1830s. Ugh, you they know. didn't know what they had.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, they were
0: enjoying it. They had a great time. They were like, ugh, disgusting. Where's the oh, next Dumas play? They liked I cannot it. wait I to you. see it. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah, they liked it. Uh, so let's see. He did one about Henry III, Napoleon Bonaparte, Antony, which was about adultery and honor paradoxically and uh did excellently and so then he started (laughs) writing historical novels and i'm just gonna go ahead and read a quote here uh considerations of probability or historical accuracy generally were ignored and the psychology of the characters was rudimentary so this is essentially (laughs) this is essentially so the uh the count of monte cristo and the three musketeers are both historical fiction and um I'm definitely going to say, yeah. So he wasn't super interested in crea- in writing accurate historical fiction. He no. was like, what's exciting? Like, there's mm-hmm. a few times people were like, and they got stabbed through the stomach and lived in this book. And I was like, that doesn't feel like it's accurate. But Alexander Dumas <laughs> yeah. was like, but wouldn't it be great if,
1: and like, what an exciting adventure if. Yes. I, so, honestly, I respect it. Like, OK, but wouldn't it be awesome if?
0: <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Alexander Dumas would be such a fun friend to have. Like, oh, yeah. he's there for a good time, knows how to, like, tell a great story. It may it might be half lies, but you're so entertained. <laughs> you don't care, you know, and you don't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> so his main interest was creating exciting sets and colorful backgrounds for history, usually that took place in the 16th or 17th century. Uh, so the published in 1844, performed in 1845, was The Three Musketeers, uh, or Le Trois Musketeers. I think is Ooh. the way you pronounce it in French or something remotely closer to that than the English way of saying it. Um, mm. A It was a romance about, this is a quote, for swashbuckling heroes in the age of Cardinal Richelieu? I don't know. Richelieu. Um, so, yeah. Richelieu. So here's the thing about the Three Musketeers. I know that the Three Musketeers, like I know that D'Artagnan is not one of the Musketeers, right. but I do feel like he's the main character. So oh, I he kind totally of, is. I kind of hate that the the book is named after the three three side characters. <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> it's a little confusing because every time when I was younger, they'd be like, "There's four of them." Like I don't understand why it's called the Three Musketeers. It's very, very
0: confusing. And then we have uh, Le Comte de Monte Cristo, The Count of Monte Cristo, obviously. And then some other ones. Let's see. um, Something called Ten Years Later. And... Uh, La Tulipe Noire, the Black Tulip in 1850. Don't know what that's Ooh. about, but that's a killer title. I don't know why he didn't apply that method of titling to the Three Musketeers. <laughs> but um, Watch, there's not a black tulip or any reference to it anywhere in that No, book. no, no. It's just a cool <laughs> phrase he came up with. Duh. He's just there for a good time. Uh, yeah. So he was earning quite a bit of money from those and so with that money, he was living pretty indulgently. He purchased land and built the Chateau de Monte Cristo in Port Marley, France. Um, so He built it? He built it. That's iconic of him. It's amazing. This is what I'm saying. He is iconic in every way that he could be. Uh, his house is now a museum, and uh, he spent a lot of his time writing there and entertaining because, you know, he's all he was one great one for a party uh, before he became uh, really in debt, had to sell the property because he wasn't basically selling enough and or writing enough to pay off all of his expenses because he was living oh, no. very extravagantly. Yep. So Alexandra. he fled to... A, I know. So he fled to Belgium in 1851 and later to Russia to evade creditors. Imagine being so in debt that you went all the way to Russia
1: to get away from your debtors. Dang.
0: Yeah. uh, So he continued to publish books on the way, kind of hoping that he would make money off of them to pay off his expenses. So those included travel books that were about Russia and his period of exile, but they didn't really sell well at all. Um, in his life, Dumas also had a son, which he also named Alexander. So who would that be? Alexander the Um, Ooh. With a woman named Marie-Laurie Catherine LeBay. I think that's three Maries. I'm pretty sure that means that three men in this family married <laughs> and or had children with a Marie. Pretty sure. Which is a little weird. And they all named their kid Alexander, which feels a little wow. sketchy to me. It's a
1: lot going um, on.
0: Yeah. And get this. His son also was an author and followed in his literary footsteps. What? Uh. Yeah. And then, let's see, in 1840, uh, so this is about his son, Dumas the, Alexander the Third, I believe that's the one, married actress Ida Ferrier, but continued having affairs with other women and had one daughter, another, listen to this, Marie Alexandrine. They had to go for no! both Marie and Alexander.
1: Yep, yep. Wow. Uh-huh. She's the culmination of years of work, really. Like. <laughs> <laughs> she was. So he had
0: her out of wedlock, and then he continued to date much younger women, even in his old age. So it does feel a little bit like as the Alexander Dumas's continued, it feels like every generation they got a little <laughs> bit worse. But I feel like that's <laughs> just humanity. It
1: just we're like, let's just be sluts now. Yeah, <laughs> what if we're just sluts now? <laughs> Which is that that
0: feels about right for humans. Um, so Alexander Dumas's works have been translated into more than 100 languages and adapted for numerous films uh, including the iconic uh, Three
1: Musketeers with
0: Logan Lerman Uh, and I (laughs) listen I learned about that when I had a massive crush on Logan Lerman Um, oh my
1: god it was raging for all of us wasn't it
0: like it really was well because as soon as they were like we found Percy Jackson we were like oh my god you mean you found my next husband is that what you mean (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) so we're all deeply devoted to him from then on I don't know if he has any idea how much that one fact for a lot of us was like now we're devoted to logan lerman i didn't know who he he was before that
1: i hope he knows how much he owes to percy jackson (laughs) that movie is so iconically cast as well like even besides logan because it was matthew mcfadden is in it Mm -hmm. uh, as Athos. uh orlando bloom is in it um what's that guy's name who plays aramis oh he's so hot um anyway it's a it's a mess it's
0: iconic it is amazing it's mickelson is
1: in it what the heck yeah
0: and the plot is not that accurate, but to be honest, just reading about Alexander Dumas's personality, I don't think he'd have given a shit. I think, I think he'd, have he'd have been liked like, it. "What's the most exciting that we can yeah. do? Cool, throw There's the, the whole book out the window. Let's awesome. do that." <laughs> uh, exactly. It's kind of steampunky. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and it was, and I was very confused the first time I saw it because I was like, "This was not what I was expecting." <laughs> yeah, this doesn't um, seem accurate. <laughs> this doesn't seem correct. Uh, so, the unfinished manuscript of a long-lost novel called. Um, Le Chevalier de saint Hermine, the Last Cavalier, basically, was discovered in a, I think, the National Library in Paris in the late 1980s and was published in 2005. So now I'm kind of curious. I love when people find, like, unfinished manuscripts and authors. I'm like, I want to know what you were working on. Um, So I think that's interesting. Uh, let's see. So, Alexander Dumas died on December 5th, 1870, in France at his son's home. So, it sounds like they stayed pretty close. Oh, that's He nice. was buried in a cemetery. Uh, it sounds like near there. But in 2002, his body was moved to the Pantheon in Paris, where Dumas rests among other French literary greats, including rival Victor Hugo. Would have loved <laughs> to learn more about that rivalry. Oh, um, yes. I <laughs> know. Uh, Emile Zola and Jean-Jacques Rousseau.
1: So Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Rousseau. Mm-hmm. so that's all I've got on uh, wow, Alexandre Dumas I loved it yay Alexandre Dumas he's pretty great i I enjoy it I enjoy yeah cool guy. Him. I yeah, mean, I, I just really respect the dedication to, like, what would be awesome, you know? Like Yeah, I respect the dedication to cool. having a good time. Yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. <laughs> the Porthos oh, energy is.
0: <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. The second I saw this picture, I was like, hang on, why do you look like Porthos? And then, and that was before I even read the bio. Then I read the bio and I was like, oh, so you are Porthos. So it's like <laughs> that thing where, like, every writer kind of does this oscar wilde did this too whether it's the main character or a secondary character there's a lot of authors who in everything they ever write there is at least one character that is almost their carbon copy in some way or other and (laughs) i feel like a good time (laughs) exactly i feel like that was alexander dumas with um with porthos for sure oh yeah i see that yeah yeah but anyways that is uh that's what i got on alexander dumas that
1: was awesome
0: Hey club members, Ash here. Just wanted to remind everybody again about our friends Leah, Jacob, and their family. Right now, Jacob is going through cancer and treatment for that, which of course is is a lot for any family to deal with, and I know all of us can relate to that to some extent. Uh, I just wanted to remind everybody that if you want to support them, you can do that by going to GoFundMe and looking at medical and expenses for Jacob Schumacher or following the link in our description below. You guys, they are already almost halfway to their goal. I think we can get up the rest of the way there. And I know a lot of that is thanks to all that you guys have done so far. So thank you guys for being the wonderful people you are. And let's get back to the episode.
1: Um, okay. So I'm going to run through elements of the plot so that we can have something to discuss. Um, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> uh, as we as we mentioned, <laughs> the main character in this novel is... His name is D'Artagnan. 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 Really quick. Um,
0: yeah. I am usually not a huge fan of French names. I'm in love with the name D'Artagnan, and I wish there was some way that I could get Hobby to agree to name our child D'Artagnan.
1: <laughs> it's a really, really good name. It's, like, yeah, I mean, immediately iconic. It's immediately. so cool sounding. It's, like, like there's just something about I know. it. I mean, go with me on this. D'Artagnan
0: Dragonslayer O'Rourke. <laughs> I mean... Does it get any better?
1: Every time I think I can't
0: top that name, we come across another name. I'm like, topped. Amazing. Perfect. (laughs) I feel like he's going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) D'Artagnan, Aeschylus, Dragon Slayer. I mean, just (laughs)
1: iconic. Amazing. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on that all the way. Yeah, the, uh, but he's the main
0: character. He is a he's hothead. My- and I did text you. I was like, she so said- I hate D'Artagnan. I-
1: <laughs> <laughs> she literally said, she was like, it's D'Artagnan. She says something about D'Artagnan. I was like, yeah, he's insane, right? And she's like, well, I think I'm in love with him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's freaking crazy, man. But I was so like, funny. I am also in love with him, though. He is insane. Yeah, so but I am in love down. with him. <laughs> jot that down. I'm in love with
1: uh, D'Artagnan. to just
0: fight everyone. So, yeah, yes, he- Which is like very much my husband that's why i was like this i feel like javi at the age of like 19 or 20 was very much a d'artagnan which is not just ready to fight over quite literally perceived offenses but perceived about things that no one in their right mind would ever perceive as an offense And Javi's still kind of like that. He's like, I can't believe so-and-so said this. I'm going to fight them. And I'm like, why? I don't think they meant it, really.
1: I don't think they meant
0: it in any way, shape, or form in an offensive way. And I don't even, I'm not sure how in the farthest reaches of the universe you consider that an (laughs) offensive thing. And he's like, no, I'm going to fight him. I'm just going to. Or he'll like, uh, who is it? it? uh aaron Rodgers from the packers he's a player javi uh-huh. goes i hate his face i'm gonna i want to fight him just and i'm like face, why yeah just his face he's just apparently is offended by his i was like there's nothing else about him he's like no nah, i can just tell i hate his face i'm gonna fight him
1: And oh, i just I mean, that I energy
0: that <laughs> i don't get it at all i'm like you have no reason and he's like no just his face just that's a very him. d'artagnan that's you i mean see this is you being very d'artagnan-esque as well
1: oh yeah well i mean but I, I totally, I see your point for sure. Like, I'm not, su- <laughs> when you said I'm in love with him, I wasn't, like, surprised in any way. I'll say that. But they do <laughs> definitely just, dis- Alexandra describes him as very much hot. Like, he is extremely hot. Yeah. I will well, say He's like this, the young though- stud of the group. Oh, he is. Um, The fact yeah. that they, he cannot stop t- mentioning that he's not yet 20, which kind of is ruining my life, because I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean he's, like, 19? Like, this is like, insane. You know what? I am not yet 26,
0: so this. is that good enough for you, Dardanian? <laughs> <laughs> not yet 26. It's clearly fine with him, because he's, like, Constance, baby. Um, I know. And as soon as he started getting into, like, oh, women are hot. I think I'm going to have a bunch of mistresses. I
1: was like, ugh, the illusion is broken. Uh, I hate you, Dardanian. <laughs> oh, yeah. He really took a downward spiral towards the middle end. Um yeah. This felt
0: very French. Um, and I don't want to be offensive, but it did. And you all y'all know you have a reputation for it. So don't say yeah, you don't. Don't I'm not saying like the rightful, reputation isn't there. But, <laughs> yeah. You y'all do have that reputation. And we have a reputation for eating way too many cheeseburgers, okay? It's, we all you have know, one.
1: It's true, okay. So just accept it. <laughs> yeah, just accept it. But uh <laughs> yeah, he really D'Artagnan kept uh he keeps you on your toes, but anyway, so he um his dad uh, he's okay. So D'Artagnan is from Gascony, which is mm-hmm. a region of France. He's a Country boy, which he's I a Country like. boy, but his family mm-hmm, is boy. actually nobility, but they just like don't have any money, which is kind of interesting. Um, it's one of those situations. So anyway, his dad yeah. used to be best friends with a uh, Captain Treville. I'm just gonna say it like that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, French people. Um, who? Uh, Treville. Is I don't know Treville. how you say that. Treville. Treville. He Treville? is the uh, like head of the musketeers in paris basically and the musketeers are like the elite guard of like the king, kind of situation yeah and so he sends d'artagnan gets like sent on his way to paris to like you know start his life basically yeah and his dad's like here's a letter the
0: first part of the book where he gets the letter from his dad he goes to paris to be like give the letter to treville Mm -hmm and he runs into porthos athos and aramis i felt like even in the logan lerman when all of that felt very accurate to the book and yeah. then we kind of spiraled off after and then
1: that. it got a little <laughs> weird but yeah basically yeah. he gets to paris he ends up meeting porthos athos and aramis who are the three musketeers and yep. he proceeds to um challenge all of them to a duel uh, yes, but just like, like 1 o'clock one thirty, and 2 o'clock <laughs> or something stupid yeah, like that which is but, amazing uh, it's really
0: good another but. the the unearned confidence of that young man that's also a hobby thing where it's like why do you think that you could ever do that and he's like nah i got this and i'm like in no it's way in the, hell do you <laughs> it's the audacity like the
1: audacity. this man really showed up to paris with like Twelve coins in a dream, and he was like, <laughs> "I am making it work, and I'm going to fight with everybody I meet today. And, and I'm so confident that I'm going to win all of these duels. I'm just going to schedule them one hour apart.
0: And even all, I love how this, these like wary, worldly, seen it all three musketeers who are like twice his age
1: are all like you did what? <laughs> even <laughs> yeah. they're, like, yeah, they're, who they're like, like, this kid? Yeah, what is going on with this guy? Because Athos, he's like the first one. I think his his seconds. You know, in a duel, you have your yeah. seconds." Yeah. Are Aramis and Porthos. And so all yeah. of them show up and are like, oh, my God, I'm supposed to fight this kid, too. And That's then they're so like, good. hey, kid, what's what's the deal? And then they get... And he, he the- challenges them to duel over really weird things also. Yeah, it's like uh, they kind they were kind of being rude to him, though. I gotta admit. They were. Like, yeah. he, like, bumped into Athos. And then, like, I don't remember what he did to Porthos, but, like, he also... He oh, missed- Porthos had some, like, fake gold shoulder thing, I think. And he oh. basically... <laughs>
0: revealed yeah, he, like, or said him. that it was fake
1: and for yeah. was like how dare you yeah
0: we're gonna yeah, fight he in the really square proud of
1: his new belt thing <laughs> and then aramis as far as i could tell he was basically aramis was like dude this no homo but like that's not my handkerchief like that's kind of what <laughs> it felt like <laughs> and it really really is and aramis was like i mean an uh D'Artagnan, D'Artagnan. Like, okay sorry just trying to be helpful but also let's fight And so yeah he's like okay fight.
0: that's fine let's go let's,
1: uh, let's go at three then. o'clock or whatever yeah
0: yeah. Uh, to the so death you guys also to the death, this is to, the death. Like, we should... <laughs> to the death for the minor the most minor offenses and yeah. do you mean
1: I believe based on the cardinal's decree isn't it illegal in the city or something I, at this point I'm pretty sure it's not allowed and so they yeah. show up but they end up in a like squabble with the cardinal's men um, and so Cardinal mm-hmm. Richelieu is, like, kind of the king's, like, main advisor guy, it seems. And mm-hmm. he's... Even
0: though, like, they're also kind of rivals.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so Richelieu is kind of, like, the main antagonist in a way, besides Milady, I guess. But he sort of hangs sometimes. It's weird. So uh, Cardinal Richelieu, his, like, men and the musketeers are always fighting. And so then there's this whole yeah. thing where, like, the um the treville ha- tells the king like ho- by the way this is Louis the 13th. So the line of succession for people who don't know, I find this interesting. But Louis the 13th was the king and then his son Louis the 14th is known as the Sun King and he was the like he's like the longest reigning monarch ever. <laughs> but, really? So yes. How long did
0: he reign? Um
1: it's a long long time. <laughs> but he's it's kind of unfair cuz he started when he was like a kid so um oh, yeah yeah yeah. but he was insane he's the one who moved like the court into versailles oh, so okay. his whole thing was like it was a lot of excess it was sort of like the beginning of the end for a france monarchy but mm-hmm. at the time he was extremely powerful and like that's why they call him the sun king like he was kind of he had it all going on interesting so then after louis the 14th was louis the 15th don't care about him so much but his son is louis the 16th the one who eventually got beheaded in the french revolution so mm-hmm. to me as someone who took a french revolution class and don't yell at me people this is just my opinion but louis the 13th <laughs> feels very much as from my world i know about him him and louis the 16th feel very much like just kind of guys who probably just shouldn't have been king like they seemed all yeah. right like kind of nice but like no real leadership qualities uh-huh. <laughs> like, kind of just they're gonna vibing. challenge you to a duel if you're not careful <laughs> well it's like if louis the 13th was king at the time of the french revolution like they would have beheaded him immediately like he instantly he feels like kind of weak uh, like the same way that louis the 16th was like it's just kind of really yeah chilling kind of
0: just anyway born into it
1: enjoying enjoying exactly, the benefits exactly. offering little practical advantage so that's like Alexander's kind of mean to louis though he's like this guy has no backbone but um the portrayal which I think is fun. of the portrayal. king louis and um the queen
0: in the logan lerman version which is just what i call it in my head yes is hysterical it by is the way funny the plot around them is very different i will say that very different from the book but I like it better in the movie because it's I so like it's, freaking funny. <laughs>
1: it's cute, too. I like it way better in the movie. He is a little
0: prissy baby. He sounds like Louis the Sixteenth. He's like yeah. in the... Just kind yeah. of there, like it's not his kinda fault nice. really not he was kind of bored into
1: it but yeah
0: like, the queen has got a little bit more metal to her in the country yeah yeah exactly but i believe in the movie there's this undertone of they're both secretly actually love each other but neither one is wants to like admit it so they both think that the other one doesn't love each other like it's this awkward arranged yeah, marriage, but it's, it's not true cute in the movie it's cute in the movie in the book it's a lot less cute
1: yeah so. it's kind of like you all right y'all don't even really care <laughs> but, they don't really care oh uh, I guess so, that would be normal for, like, royal arranged marriages. Oh, yeah. You, like, never met sad. them before. And it's like, I guess we're just in this now. Yeah. But so anyway, that, sorry about my Louis the XIII.
0: Um, I enjoyed that. Thing. I didn't take any French literary classes in college. I took a lot of English, obviously, because my degree was in English literature. Mm-hmm. I took some world literature classes. I didn't take any French literature classes, which is kind of weird.
1: Yeah, I didn't take any French literature classes, but I did take like French Revolution, and then I took another history class. It right, was a very French, like centric. So yeah. I'm into it, but um, I don't. I, I honestly have to read. We read quite a few French books in, on this podcast. I'm kind of yeah. into it. I think they're yeah. fun. You know, I think they're fun too. It All makes me wish I learned French so I could really immerse you guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's learn French. Ooh, okay. okay, so the king is basically like, oh, musketeers! The Treville kind of wins this one. Hit Treville yeah. and Richelieu are always, like, kind of fighting for the king, basically. Yeah. And so the king is like, yay, musketeers! You've done it! You defended me! And yeah. thank you for being cool! And they're like, awesome! We love it! Mm-hmm. Uh Then, um I'm just going to kind of skip to, like, the plot part that oh, comes go next for that it. I can remember. But basically... <laughs> like D'Artagnan's hanging out with the musketeers now they're all best friends essentially uh he becomes friends with his landlord's wife who is named Constance the last name is Bonacieux Bonacieux I Bonacieux yeah. yeah but he is immediately like I'm in love with her uh-huh. which is Silly because they met each other for like one day and he was like, I'm in love with her. However, I do ship it hardcore because of the Musketeers, the uh, BBC show that I love um, that everyone should watch. They I are so it. freaking cute in that show. Uh, I have a hard D'Artagnan. time because she's married. I can't accept this. All of the, there's
0: this whole, it goes on and <laughs> on in the book about how like in France at and, and this time period, it's just normal for, because it <laughs> literally says, a because it's such an immoral period of history. <laughs> Everybody has mistresses and everyone's fine with it. And I'm like, I don't feel like everyone's fine with it. I, I
1: feel like that's I not true. I don't care about Constance's husband at all. So I'm like, I'm fine with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, at first I felt <laughs> bad for him because I thought he had real affection for and Like he was looking for his missing wife. Uh-huh. Then I reread the summary to make sure I hadn't missed any big parts. And it said like he was a lot like older, like
1: elderly almost. He's like 50 something. Yeah. And, and she's like 25. Yeah, yeah, she's
0: 24. Yeah. So very, very big age difference. And then it re- reading it like that it reframed it as like um there's it like when he goes to look for her, he says i'm lucky that my wife actually has affection for me or something yeah. or loves me um no she doesn't and she says later in the book <laughs> that she doesn't and i'm like no i'm not liking him so much because he clearly does not have an accurate and he also ends up kind of being a weasel yeah so, and he betrays
1: her later yeah so, yeah. so i, I yeah. get over it well well yeah i mean adultery is not good but, but like <laughs> it's not good
0: but there's so much that's not good that's happening in yeah it's family. Like this is the least of the, things <laughs> the least of to my worry concerns about, really <laughs> i am I'm concerned about D'Artagnan's immediate i'm in love with you after half a conversation mm-hmm. maybe and he's well, like it's like he decides because like the musketeers have mistresses he's like now i'm getting mistress i'm I gonna pick to get...
1: this one because she's I, here i have to get one too <laughs> i was cracking up i was like dartanian well because it kind of works like okay basically the plot though that's happening is that the queen and and the duke of buckingham from england which by the way this is another thing i have to mention this is hilarious to me because this is another of the alexandra things where he's like i don't care about accuracy because (laughs) um the Duke of Buckingham was almost certainly gay. There is no way yes. he was in love with... <laughs> no way he was in love with Queen Anne. Um, that is super funny. So it's I didn't like- even think
0: about it being a real person. This felt so not historically accurate that <laughs> I wasn't even thinking of it as historical fiction. This is...
1: <laughs> so, basically, King James... Uh, yes, the Bible King James one. He oh. he was gay, so he um. <laughs> it is heavily believed that James the first and the Duke of Buckingham were like lovers. He had like a secret passage constructed so that they could like meet up. Like, oh my, God. this is a whole thing. It's like not even <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, it's Alexander, do your research? I guess, did not realize that. So. But basically, oh, the freaking funny. It's like in love with Queen Anne, who is Louis the Thirteenth's wife, mm-hmm. and so they kind of have like this weird rapport thing. But she's being like, you know, all coy about it because she's like, I am married and whatever. But she's clearly yeah. into him. Yeah. Um. So Constance, who is <laughs> D'Artagnan's landlord's wife. Is uh-huh. uh the And pseudo mistress. <laughs> yeah. Ish. Is uh Anne's like lady in waiting basically. So she like mm-hmm. helps Anne arrange like secret meetings with Buckingham a little bit. Yeah. Uh and then they the cardinal though kind of finds out and he wants to start some shit. And so he um finds out that like the, the Buckingham has this uh is it a necklace? or what is it? I don't know
0: what it is it's, it's diamond jewels. tags I don't know what yeah. that means but there's 12 diamond tags whatever uh-huh. that means that was a gift from Anne from King Louis
1: yes and yeah and so Cardinal. the cardinal finds out that Buckingham has it and so he's like kind of plants the idea that like basically like he's trying to cause division between Anne and Louis which is yeah. valid I mean, because
0: is. he was hitting on Anne and Anne rejected him it's like. <laughs> and he was like, then fine, bitch. I'm going to get revenge on you for not liking me back. Yeah. Which it, is still the
1: approach that we see with men. And what the hell? Get it together, guys. Oh my God. Get it together. So, yeah, the Cardinal and Anne are like enemies now. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, yeah, this whole plot. But they know that if there's, like, drama, like, this could be a war between England and France also. Like, yeah. it's a big deal. So, basically, Constance finds out about all of this and it's like, D'Artagnan gets roped into helping. And... Yeah. But also, da- Constance, like, gets kidnapped for a bit and that's when he's, like, finding then her. Then he anyway, finds her. It's a whole And then thing. she's got
0: to go to some secret meeting. And I just... Because I was listening to the audiobook and I was listening to it at like two, like at two speed at this point because I increased it <laughs> eventually to 2.8 speed. Because you have to increase it gradually. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <To try> and, <laughs> I don't think I've done 2.8 speed. speed since the Tiger's Curse. I'm going to be real. That's,
0: that's pretty high for me. <laughs> you inspired me with it. I remember I was literally thinking of Tiger's Curse and how you got through Tiger's Curse, um, which is a much easier read hypothetically than this it one is. I had be. less time though. <laughs> yeah, but um. anyways, so he's, like, escorting her to, like, the door of this place where she has some secret meeting. And she's at, two point, at 2.0 speed, so twice the speed of the mm-hmm. normal narration. It took what felt like a minimum of 10 minutes for her to get him to go away, which is... <laughs> <Yes>. was- <laughs> like she, he's like I love you and she's like that's very sweet of you I have to go to this thing now and you cannot come with me so I just need you to get right at of. Here. and he's like but how will I know that I will not see you again and and all this like tell me that you love me and and tell me that you will be my mistress type of things and I, I you know all this like basically he just won't fr- I'm like it's like once you're trying to end a conversation and somebody just won't let you <laughs> that is happening for like minimum of 10 minutes at 2.0 speed of the audio narration yeah it's a mess it's insane. I'm like, Constance is never going to love you now, D'Artagnan, because you're being a freaking annoying. <laughs> like, you're being such a prick, also, right? Just go away. She's yeah. trying to end the conversation. She even says, he says something else at the end that, like, basically restarts the conversation when he's about <laughs> to leave. And she goes, you're restarting the
1: conversation, dude. Get out of
0: here. Like, literally says My almost name. that. <laughs>
1: yeah, but she's, like, kind of into it, though, is the thing. Like, she ends up being into it, which is wild. Yeah, she does. But because I guess that's so, he's so weird hot. to me. There's...
0: Like... <laughs> Alexander Dumas did this, whereas, like, the Duke of Buckingham did it with Anne, too, where he just kept being really, really persistent, and Anne didn't seem in any way into it, and then it turns out she was. And the same thing with Constance, and I'm like, hmm. I don't really... I feel like... Alexander didn't have a lot of sig- true success with women because none of this is accurate to how women oh, feel. God. I would agree with the rudimentary psychology note on this.
1: It's very true. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't think this is actually none how of the this romances. Works, this is not a book to go to for realistic it's, romances. No, go to no. the Musketeers, the BBC show, <laughs> this is me plug, or the Musketeers. Logan Lerman one. But do not go to the actual book, The Three Musketeers by
0: Alexander Dumas, because it is not. Those romances make zero sense.
1: Yeah, but our boy—it's just so funny. Like, Tertian ends up pulling this older woman who is married and his landlord just by like being insane. Like, I can't believe that really worked. You know, that's what I'm saying. It shouldn't. And the Duke of Buckingham too was just
0: like kind of being insane. I'm like, this is working. (laughs) It shouldn't be.
1: It. (laughs) Yeah, it should not have worked.
0: So yeah, but he does though. Yeah, yeah.
1: So then they. This is kind of the plot of the Logan Lerman movie. This yes. whole part of it is, which is my favorite part of the book. It's like also. a good part. Yeah. yeah. Now they have. You're like, oh, now we're getting some plot. Let's go. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. basically, D'Artagnan is like, all right, I'm assembling the musketeers. At this point, let's keep in mind, D'Artagnan is not a musketeer. He's literally just vibing. Like, I can't believe yeah. he's staying in Paris and just hanging out. He's like kind I, of in training. <laughs> they're kind, he's
0: kind of besties with the three musketeers, yeah. but he's not. And he's actually a guardsman. He actually gets hired. He mm-hmm. gets forced to work as a guardsman, which is. The enemy of the Musketeers, but he goes on with the Musketeers when they go on their rounds and the, and then hit <laughs> the three Musketeers that are his besties go with him on his rounds mm-hmm. as a guardsman. But he is not a musketeer yet. It's
1: a it's a whole thing. Yeah. So he and the Musketeers uh kind of organize like this mission basically to retrieve the jewels from buckingham and like yeah make it so that it seems like oh the queen was never cheating on louis because yeah like, because they know the about cardinal
0: tells louis i don't know if we fully said the plan tells louis that oh. louis should throw a ball and ask yes. the, the, his wife to wear the jewels that he gave her the diamonds uh-huh. um, and basically implies that if she doesn't have them she's been cheating on you he just kind of implies that and louis like oh i don't think so and yeah. then he's like hey ann i'm throwing a ball for you won't that be fun make sure you wear those diamonds i got you and she's like oh f my life yeah. and so then she <laughs> confides in constance and constance tells d'artagnan hey i need you to go get those jewels back for yes Ireland.
1: Yeah. hey babe i uh, needed to go on a cross-country trip for me thanks mm-hmm. international yeah trip. and you have like two days <laughs> yeah so it's a whole thing so they go and do it d'artagnan ends up there's like you know swashbuckling adventure and all that mm-hmm. d'artagnan meets up with the duke of buckingham who is actually being very chill about it he was very he really kind is, yeah. and yeah. he was like oh okay no biggie um I'm just going to, like, stop all traffic. Somehow he has the power to make it yeah. so that no boats leave England.
0: And yeah, he's like, amazing. so that that
1: way nobody will know and all that. And you guys can just go ahead and do it. And yeah. uh, so he's like, okay, awesome. But two of the stones are missing uh, the car because he had ha- been at a ball and Milady De Winter. Mm-hmm. who we have sort of met before, but she hasn't really featured prominently yet. a spy, and the cardinal uses her a lot for yes. her spy purposes. And so she stole, like, two of the diamonds from Buckingham, who was wearing them. And so he's like, they're not, like, full, but uh, I'll have my guy, like, see what he can do. <laughs> and yeah. so Buckingham's guy, like, jewelry guy, like, fixes them. And yeah. then D'Artagnan brings them back. And he gets them back to the Queen in time. And so then Louis is like, oh, the Cardinal still tries to play a little trick, though. He's like, oh, are all of them there? Because somehow Milady got to him before the yeah. like the ships got all stopped. And so his plan should have worked, except for Buckingham's guides. did such a bang up job that yeah. everyone's like, what? It's all the same. And so Louis is like, yep. oh, Cardinal, you're so silly. And Cardinal's like, oh, that was my <laughs> roundabout way of giving you jewels. And so ha <laughs> ha
0: because he got (laughs) foiled.
1: So anyway, they saved France. But the, like, there's still some drama because, like, the shipping thing kind of messed everyone up. So now it's, like, France and England are kind of on the verge of war still. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Uh, Then there is this whole part where, um... Oh, my God, why am (laughs) I... Now that I'm done with that part, I'm like, what happens next? This Um, dog just yawned. (laughs) Literally, she just yawned with my face in her mouth when she closed (laughs) it closed on my face. She was like, I'm done with three musketeers. I know. Same girl, same. So... Oh, wait, literally what happens next? I'm sorry. There's like lots of, there's lots of like little things that happen. Like That was like the first plot, things. the
0: exciting one. And then that the second the one, plot. there's yeah. this whole intrigue. It's mostly about Malady who basically has just been going around like marrying dudes to use them. And so she's been committing bigamy. And so they get uh, her brother-in-law to essentially kidnap her and hold her hostage but she's like yes. so like seductive that she seduces this like super religious dude to get him to escape <laughs> yeah. and then tells him that uh he needs to go what is it
1: a- a kill uh the duke correct uh, is that correct well i think this is actually after she and d'artagnan had like a tryst oh because, yes they had a tryst uh, i forgot constance gets kidnapped again yeah and so again. d'artagnan's freaking the f out um he ends up running into athos and he's trying to is trying to like figure out where constance is he can't find her there's all of this stuff they basically are like okay we think like the cardinal kidnapped her or something he runs into athos who drunkenly tells him a story about how oh. somebody he knows a friend of his quote-unquote clearly athos yeah. himself uh was <laughs> married to this girl uh, years ago who ended up, he found out she was a criminal because she has mm-hmm. like a fleur-de-lis a criminal like, like brand branded yeah. on her. And he yeah. found out that she was a criminal and was like using him for his money. So he hung her. Um, and Which feels
0: excessive.
1: It. I was like. <laughs> it's insane. I kind it of see insane. why the lady's
0: like, I don't care if I kill a bunch of men. Mm,
1: I'm like, I yeah. kind of wouldn't either if I were Honestly, you. Honestly, who can blame her? Like. This is Mm -hmm. effed up. And D'Artagnan is so like, oh my god, I do not want to know this, that he just pretends to be asleep, so he doesn't have (laughs) to deal with it anymore. (laughs) And then they wake up the next day, and Athos is like, hey, bud. And D'Artagnan's like, oh, hey, um you know, we all said a lot of things last night. Let's just, like, not talk about it again. And Athos is like, awesome, I love this plan. So they just pretend, like, Athos didn't confess to murder. Um, because D'Artagnan and Athos are, like, best friends. Aramis yeah. and Porthos seem like best friends, and then D'Artagnan and Athos are, like, best friends. Yeah, it's true. Then they kind of get everyone back, and D'Artagnan, while he's, like, at church with Porthos, Porthos is, like, trying to get his, like, lady love back in his good graces. And she's, like, this married woman who he uses for money. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so D'Artagnan, though, he, at church, Milady had been at church, and he'd seen her before. Mm -hmm. And he didn't know who she was, though, really. And so he follows her out, and he's, like, kind of smitten, even though he's looking for Constance, who is still kidnapped. I'm like, how many mistresses do you think you can
0: juggle, 19-year-old D'Artagnan? He is 19. Like, let's... (laughs) This is insanity. How um, old is Milady? She's got to be, like, close to 30, right, at least? Oh, for
1: sure, because she's, what, 10 years younger than Athos, who's, like, well, he's in his 30s, Forty? So she's so at they least. They said that, he,
0: that the Musketeers are twice his age, so they've got to be about
1: 40. Well, Athos is, but here's another thing that freaked me out. At the beginning of the book, they said Aramis is, like, 22, and I was hating that.
0: No, he's not. That's what they said. No, absolutely not. Alexander Dumas, you were wrong when you wrote that. (laughs) He's not. Aramis is not 22. (laughs) They literally say that that the three musketeers are twice his age. He literally said that
1: in the book. Uh, Alexander, get the story straight. I Craziness. anyway, it's a mess. But um unless I misheard, but I I was so upset that I rewound it. um No, I believe you. I'm just <laughs> upset with Alexander about this choice. I don't know why it really bothered me. It bothers me <laughs> but, too. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can really talk about their personalities. I, it's already an hour and eleven minutes in here. No, Sorry, it's everyone. Fine. Who cares? Although there is a whole,
0: there's a big chunk of the first part of the book that is just describing
1: one it's by just one their about their personalities. personalities. Athos is yeah. like the stoic, like cool one. And Mm -hmm. he's kind of like the leader, I guess. Yeah. He had to pick one. He like never has a girlfriend. I wonder Mm -hmm. why. Um and he's kind of like never laughs, but he'll smile, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And Aramis is like the lover of the group, and he's also very kind of religious. And he also super religious. He's like trying to like take religious orders (laughs) until like like as soon as he can. Yeah,
0: Yeah, he like doesn't want to be a musketeer. musketeer. (laughs) Yeah
1: exactly <laughs> but he's like so a huge weird. slut though it's the thing yeah he is aramis it's is fascinating i love him uh and then <laughs> is porthos is like the fun one he's like yeah. huge brawny like he'll fight anyone but he like mm-hmm. loves drinking he loves gambling, to have a good time like, eating, yeah like great fun guy yeah Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he's a bit of the Alexander Dumas of the group Yes so anyway that's the Three Musketeers Um, The Inseparables start As that. they're called they're not even yes. called the
0: Three Musketeers In the book they're called it, The Inseparables inseparable Or something the Inseparables it's so cute. They're
1: all best friends <laughs> Yeah it's very cute Oh yeah D'Artagnan ends up like hanging out with Milady a lot and he's like I'm trying to Find out information because I think she has something To do with Constance getting kidnapped And we already have found out at this point that Constance's Husband helped kidnap her Yes. Uh, and She's so also D'Artagnan... got a maid named
0: Kitty, who is deeply in love with D'Artagnan. Yes, Kitty's
1: in love with D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan is kind of getting into M'lady, but And mm-hmm. then Kitty and D'Artagnan end up sleeping together because he's like, yes, I need information. Like, what kind of a bitch move is that? I'm so sorry, <laughs> That's what but I'm excuse this is why me. I'm
0: like, <sighs> Early D'Artagnan, I had a crush on. Yeah. Min- Later D'Artagnan, I'm Mm-mm. like, you absolute prick.
1: What is I wrong with you? I was off. Because then he also, even after finding out Milady is evil, has sex with Milady too. Yep. <laughs> but, and he tricks her, by the way. So it's yeah, even worse. It's worse. He It's like he dark and he to pretends, pretends to
0: be, be Lord
1: who? De Winter? Com- no. The Comte something. The, yeah. Some He's kind like of a cow, guy that Milady's into. Which yeah. Is also I, badass- I, I I don't want to. You know, that's not good You should not do that that's, that's bad. very bad. It's that's very, very bad. Really
0: bad. It's actually very bad. And so later, uh. she does. He ends up seducing her as himself, d'Artagnan, mm-hmm. and they sleep together. And he's like, "This isn't actually the first time we've slept together." Because she's like, "Wow, you are so good at sex. Uh, that's amazing." And he's like, "Well, it's because it's not the first time we've been together." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "What it. are you talking about?" And he's like, "So when you thought you were with the count, it was actually me." And she's like, "I'm going to actually murder you." Like, and she tries to murder him.
1: What the hell? Yeah. And so then it's just her trying to murder him. And I'm like, I yep. don't blame her. Like, I, I don't blame her at too. all. I'm like, I wish your aim was better. You <laughs> should be dead now. Because <laughs> this was all so he could, quote, find Constance. And I'm like, you've Bullshit. lost the plot, D'Artagnan. You yeah. have lost the plot. <laughs> uh, Alexander lost the plot. Yeah, I Alexander lost the <laughs> plot. So and then also, we as the reader, do we know yet? I maybe I just knew because I can't remember. But anyway, he then finds out that Milady is Athos's ex-wife, who he tried to yes. kill. So yep. it's even more twisted, because now Athos, his best friend, he has slept yep. with Athos's dead wife, or presumed dead so wife. Presumed dead wife, yeah. And Both
0: is- pretending to be someone else and as himself, <laughs> and has now almost been murdered by her, which I wish she had been successful. It's Not because she's so a good person, because she's also pretty messed up. He's a bad up.
1: person, too, but, like... This yeah, but he was also he deserved a lot more comeuppance than he got. Oh my god, yeah! Like I'm still sp- so supposed to still be
0: rooting for you, D'Artagnan. I'm yeah, sorry, I'm, not I'm mad anymore. at you. Like I should clarify, I was in love with D'Artagnan for the first part of the book, the whole plot <laughs> no, with the jewels that was great. It was very I'm fun. Yeah, I'm with you. I yeah, was there too. And then too. I'm like,
1: oh god, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, he's great, he's a prick. So yeah, great, he's a prick. They're all just screwing around, um, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we still have to find Constance. But then there's like this whole battle, like there's all this stuff going on because England and France are mad now. Milady yep. gets kidnapped by her brother in law, which he's mentioned. Yep. And then yep. murders the Duke of Buckingham while she's sleeping. Via yep the
0: super religious guys that she totally tricked by the way when you read about how she like tricks and seduces men you're like this is a black widow right here like this is the cream of the crop black Uh widows like she knows exactly how to manipulate every single man on an individual level Mm -hmm. and i think that's interesting i know that she's a bad person but i'm like she might be the most powerful female character in her own right that oh, i've ever read in
1: classic she's literature. She's like so awesome honestly. She's she really of, she's is like straight badass. She is straight <laughs> She she's knows a little exactly evil. I'm like, like if care. she's going to act
0: timid or mm-hmm. confident or whatever or religious like she knows and she can act it so authentically. This is how she gets men. It's not just mm-hmm. cuz she's sexy. I really like this too. For, and I'm impressed that Alexander Dumas wrote this for how, you know, cheap it felt like the and unrealistic the other romances were. He did not write a woman who was powerful because she's just all around seductive. She like specifically would understand the psyche of each of her targets mm-hmm. and then completely change herself to suit them, whether it was like romantic or in another way yeah than to earn their trust like that was
1: impressive i was she's, like you are an impressive lady she's a master of her craft she, she is. really is yeah I, yeah i think she's very fun as a character like yeah it's she's unexpected too because she is impressive of like the she main made me villain too as a woman she which is. is fascinating. well
0: at first it's, it's like in part one it's the cardinal and then part two she's kind of the main villain but we mm-hmm. switched and then um I do. I am so impressed by her, but I'd be so scared to be her friend as another oh, woman, though, because I'd no. be like, you'd never ever know when she was lying
1: to you. Ever. I would not, because she's want to so be her convincing. convincing. And I am mad at her for the things she did, the crimes she committed. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you yeah, have to respect great. her a little bit. For her. I have to, I respect
0: her a lot, but I wouldn't trust her at all. No, not at all. I mean, but that's the thing is, I'm like, what if she could convince me to trust her? Because that's yes! her whole thing. Is she's so good at that? I'm like, that's terrifying. Yep, it God, is. She's scary. She's really scary. I like her she's so scary. much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> love her yeah but oh uh, god we love her she's terrified uh, she's horrible we love her love uh, her. so yeah so then this is the part that i hate she comes back the musketeers have found out that constance is being kept at this monastery convent um, yeah so Milady comes back and she finds she ends up at the same convent and she realizes yeah. that constance like knows D'Artagnan. it's like something like that so and she's been trying to kill D'Artagnan forever because she's still pissed at him yeah and i would be too i feel yeah oh yeah but this is the part that i cannot forget she poisons constance and kills her and the musketeers get there like right before she dies and constance dies and they're like great awesome and I'm like, horrible. are you freaking kidding
0: me? Did Constance it's have horrible. to die? Did she no, have to she die? No, she didn't. This is what I'm saying about Milady. is like, you could never be her. For She's not even someone who's like, girl power. I only kill no. dudes who are chauvinistic assholes. She's like, anything. I will kill anyone in my way. Oh, man, yeah. woman, doesn't matter. I am here for my own interests at all times. Yep. She's terrifying, like legitimately for that reason. Oh, not like in is. like, a, I would so love to be friends with her way. Oh, like, no. Uh, there are some man killers in books. I'm
1: like, <laughs> I could be friends with you. We could be friends, you know? <laughs> i would not ever be one of your targets no. so i know i could trust yeah like you. i'd be safe but no you wouldn't be safe she no you. no one is
0: safe with Milady. <laughs> but and Milady, how cool is it this M- book felt so modern in the way it was written too like it just like in like the way that he introduced the characters yeah. and how like kind of silly some of them were the way the action it was very action-packed it's an action um, book
1: really it is. it is and the characters was are very fun i think because like like you said earlier like he doesn't get too psychological with them most of the time. It's yep. kind of just this is an action adventure book basically. And yeah. so like the characters can be a bit one dimensional but like I don't have a problem with it. I think that that's no. the point. It was so fun. Yeah. I mean, and so like if I was all... <laughs> like
0: someone just like a, like a little like Victorian girl just like hanging out like waiting for like the next <laughs> big piece of fiction to come out in the time when this was published mm-hmm. I would have been Obsessed. You with would, have this book. This, would have been all
1: over this. I would have been. I would have
0: read it a hundred million times, and I would have only talked about this book and nothing else forever. I mean, it's very fun. Like, there's a
1: lot going. It on. It is
0: and even for a really long book. I was like, I do want to hear. it. I, w- I didn't hit any points where I was like, just fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. No, I was like, like this is really good and really fun. It's it is long. all
1: fun. It's just very long. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So then, just skipping to the end, basically. Uh, they kind of they catch Milady. And they try her, quote, for her crimes, which just basically means we get to murder you. And so they cut off her head and throw her in the river. And so Milady's dead. I was pissed off about that. And then uh, the ending kind of sucks, to be honest. They're like, okay, D'Artagnan gets to be a lieutenant of the Musketeers.
0: But Mm
1: -hmm. Athos, Porthos, and Aramis end up kind of leaving the Musketeers and they never really hang out again. It's and i like,
0: really sad. Are you kidding also, me? Also, <laughs> the cardinal is kind of just like kind of forgivenish in this part. Yeah, like he's like, oh, you know, I did use Milady's spy services, but I didn't realize she had all those other crimes. You know, wow, she's way worse than I thought she was. So my bad guys, and they're like, it's all, it's all good. We're cool, my guy Yeah, like, what? and I'm like, you are not cool, Cardinal. We're pulled not some stupid cool. Shit earlier. Like, just specifically because a woman didn't like you back, which is particularly unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not cool, dude. Yeah. yeah. Milady gets yeah, beheaded, was but weird. you're
1: fine. Like, what is this?
0: That's It kind of felt like the ending, <laughs> he wrapped it up because he was like, I have to wrap it up. It's just going to get longer and longer and longer if I don't find a way to <laughs> no, wrap, wrap it up. I
1: was like, I could just keep going, really. But. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the publisher said I needed to wrap it up. That's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, it did. And that's kind of abruptly. So then, like, that's it.
0: And I yep. was like
1: I think there's an the sequel I think there's a couple sequels where like you get more about D'Artagnan and the musketeers mm-hmm. but like I'm here for all for one one for all like the three yeah. musketeers and D'Artagnan like that's Which, what I Which that want. line it's not actually in it is it They do say it once They oh, say do it they? at the beginning and I kept d- listening they're like for isn't it? that our motto and then oh, I, like I hardly it. ever say it again. Yeah. Dang it. I missed but, it. I was like, it's got to be in here. It's got to be in here. Yeah. You'd think. Yeah.
0: But it does. It ended so abruptly that when it ended, I was like, did I miss something? And I like reversed and listened to the last <laughs> two chapters again. And then I was like,
1: that's no. It. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird. Kind of
0: a sucky ending. But I think it had yeah. a really
1: s- for strong start, honestly. I think the beginning is awesome. Like,
0: <laughs> I I, the the first part is so good. I'm like, I'm gonna go watch the Logan Lorman movie now. Yes, because <laughs> like, it's it's basically that plot plus a little bit of steampunk, uh-huh. but it's essentially the same big plot points. Yeah. The second half, I just didn't care about. It got sad and scary, and the it lady did. is so intense, and she's cool and badass. But like her ending was a bummer too. Like, oh my
1: god! And if you watch the Musketeers, like I was, it was fun for me as somebody who loved that show. Um, there's, like, a lot of plot elements that they take from the book that I didn't realize uh-huh. were from the book that they, like, put in the show. Because clearly Ooh. it's a, like, three-season TV show. They make up a lot of shit. Yeah. But a lot of it, I was surprised by how much I was like, oh, that's in the book. I didn't realize. Like, Aramis becoming, <laughs> like, joining the priesthood. Like, that whole thing. And yeah. then, like, random stuff with, like, Milady and um, random stuff with Porthos. Like, it was like, oh, that's from the book. But um Oh
0: that's fun. I like that but good
1: like job, the, BBC. The the show has a better ending, I'm gonna say that. Um, <gasps> Not hard though.
0: This ending was a huge bummer. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh Constance doesn't effing die in the show, so that's good. Which was horrible. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I was pissed I'm off. Like
0: aside from like entertaining D'Artagnan's advances while she was married, Constance didn't do anything wrong. And even with that, she did the least wrong of all of the characters. Oh my god.
1: She was very, such a bummer. It was such a bummer. She did not deserve it. Um, no, she didn't. But yeah, anyway. that's the that was three the Three Musketeers. Or the,
0: the Three musky Boys, as the I like to call them. The Three musky Boys. It was the Three musky Boys plus D'Artagnan, who was also musky <laughs> and a bit of a
1: hothead. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. It really feels like the book should have been called The Three Musketeers
1: plus D'Artagnan. Yeah. Plus that country boy. That little, that little Gascon. <laughs> the
0: Three Musketeers and the audacity of the Gascon. <laughs>
1: The audacity Where did my notebook go? Sorry. I'm like, where the hell Oh, you're good.
0: You're good. While you're looking
1: for it, uh, what was your first impression of this book? Oh god. Uh well that's hard to answer too because this one is also one that's like so in our culture. Like everyone knows yes. about it. So yeah. I have actually seen a lot of the- <laughs> I really like the Musketeers as like a concept. So uh-huh. i have seen, like No kidding. I'm no kidding. No kidding. Um <laughs> Well, I guess, like, my first... I watched the Disney Three Musketeers a lot when I was younger. It's, Did like, you? Mickey, I've Donald, and I've only ever seen goofy. part of it. hmm It's very cute, actually. It's surprisingly funny. Um, yeah. So that was kind of my first, I guess. But then I watched the Logan Lerman one. I don't know. I guess I... It was amazing. My first impression was, why are there four of them? You know? That always was Yes, confusing. that was also my first impression. But...
0: <laughs> that, and then when it came to the book wow, this book is so much thicker than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, when
1: it came to the book, those I w- were pretty much my two. I'm going to be honest. I feel bad about saying this, but I kind of thought because I like the movie and TV show versions so much, I mm-hmm. was expecting the book to be, like, maybe bad. <laughs> not, not, maybe uh-huh. not bad, but, well, like, I didn't all think, be good. Yeah, because I think I was coming from a Treasure Island standpoint, Where I was like, Uh, I love Treasure Island Media so much that the book can't be as good. And it's not. But I think that this book is actually good. Like, when I was reading it at the beginning, I was like, it is really good. This is actually awesome. (laughs) It's an awesome book. I'm sorry. I'm in shock also. Uh, did not um, appreciate you, Duma. Although, because I'd heard that the Count of Monte Cristo movie is better than the book. So I think that's also what was going on in my head. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that was my first impression of the book. Um, But it worked out. Sorry, I think I might have flashed my boobs at y'all. <laughs> I was like looking for. <laughs> I did. I was like, ooh, look, Ruby. <laughs> I was looking for my notebook. Don't look at my boobs. Okay. <laughs> I'm
0: looking directly at them, and no. it's, it's great. Oh, no, put the camera back up. Oh, good. Oh, look, you're making Ruby cry. <laughs> that was Ruby. Ruby's like, I just want to look at your boobs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, just I know. want look at your boobs, please. But yeah, I guess I need it, Constance. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. That's really good. Yeah, I I cannot (laughs) for the life of me find this damn notebook. I am so so sorry. Wait, did did it have your favorite quote or something? It did, but I, I can find it again. OK. Um, anyway. Also,
0: Maddie called while we were recording. I'm supposed to give her a shout out. Oh, Maddie, hi, Maddie, hi, what up? Uh, she, sometimes she calls my sister while we're recording. She hates when I don't give her a shout out. Ah. Uh, well, what was your favorite and least
1: favorite parts of this book? My least favorite part is when Constance dies. My favorite yep. part is the whole adventure with the with the diamonds I agree.
0: Favorite part, totally agree, is the part with the diamonds and like the big reveal when they're like, "Oh, she does has the have the diamonds." Mm-hmm. And Cardinal's like, "What the f, my man!" Yeah, uh, I loved that. Uh, Least favorite part is probably a tie for when Constance dies and then when D'Artagnan sleeps with Milady pretending to be someone else. That's so effed up.
1: That was hated it. Uncalled for, really. Like, I want so to like D'Artagnan. His name is D'Artagnan. Like, don't do this to me. You know. Yeah. Yep, no, I, 100%. I'm with you on that What about uh, favorite and least favorite characters um, My favorite character is Aramis I love him uh, <laughs> Strong I feel like out of the Musketeers he does the least Things wrong um, And That's fair Also he I like that he's kind of like Weird like he He's very weird to me I'm like I don't know that I Completely get you but I think that's your Appeal you know <laughs> yeah, he's true. like I'm. Ki-, he's almost like I'm kind of shy. I'm like the this the shy like hot. I'm the musketeer. shy here. Sens- yeah, sensitive, the one, sensitive you know? one. But he also has like he's like kind of a slut and he's also like I'm 100%. joining 100% and you're like okay what I don't and like that's
0: I, unexpected it doesn't
1: really w- make sense but I like it for you No
0: it doesn't add up but I'm enjoying
1: it anyway <laughs> Exactly 100% That's why I like him my least favorite character we didn't even mention Rochefort but I don't really hate him I think he's kind of fun
0: I already forgot who he is
1: <laughs> He's like the guy who also works with the Cardinal and Milady, but he keeps oh, like yeah, yeah, showing yeah, yeah. up Anyway Least favorite? I don't even know. I because I kind of like Milady, even though she's evil. You know. I know. I'm like, can my favorite and least favorite both be Malady? <laughs> yeah, uh, so I think I, it might be. I guess least favorite may be the Cardinal, but I don't really hate him. Like he's just kind of Mm-mm. there. I think all the characters yeah. are fun. That's why I they are it's hard fun. To pick. Even
0: the ones that aren't realistic are still fun. Yeah. Like I think favorite is. D'Artagnan and Milady both. Mm-hmm. And then least favorite is Milady. Also, she she won both categories
1: for me. <laughs> she's complex. I really like She that. is. She's probably the most complex it. character
0: in the whole book, really. I think she is. I think she's the most realistically complex character too because yeah. all the other ones I'm like fun, not realistic, but very fun, which is very Alexander Dumas of him to do. Yeah. That.
1: <laughs> but she yeah. he really has like the most but if you consider her backstory and like all of her motives like there's a lot going on there's with her. a lot <laughs> going on in her i want just a book about Milady's life and i think that'd be
0: amazing is of she, all the characters i think M'lady you were saying book? you wanted more treville but i really want more i M'lady. do yeah
1: i would read a treville like prequel book i would yeah
0: but also to to have the kind of like persona where you can go by the name Milady as your name how great is that? Milady de awesome. Winter. That's incredible. Yeah, Milady de Winter. Like, and it's shit. M-I-L-A-D-Y Milady, if anyone is
1: curious. It's insanity. That's so cool. It's so I co-
0: thought that that was like made up for the Logan Logan <laughs> movie. But it's not. <laughs> it's it really is that cool. It's so good. I love oh my it so god. Much. Uh what did we, dare I say, learn from this book? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One for all and all for one. What's it together we stand united we fall or something like
1: that? Yeah, I don't know. That um, that whole thing whatever that's that good. One is. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess that's good.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Um We've learned the, don't give to in have the a- young hothead. Sorry, continue. <laughs> say what I just you say yours again. <laughs> don't Don't give in to the young hothead. No. I know he seems hot and it's his energy is really fun, but listen, he's not trustworthy. I mean,
1: you're he's gonna not. have to bleep this, but he's a boy. Like, let's be real. Like, he is. He's a he is a hundred percent. He's a boy,
0: a hundred percent. So
1: he's hot and he knows it. That's the annoying part. Yeah, I hate also, that also. Like, him. he's and he's been given me. too much power at nineteen. I'm gonna say it. Like these older men are like you are so good at fighting dude and he's like wow i'm the coolest guy in paris right now yeah and he already went he wasn't someone who like needed a self-esteem
0: no he showed up thinking he was great and they were like you're even greater than you think you are and he's like you're right i am if which is horrible he needed to be taken down a few pegs at least a few pegs but it didn't happen everything really just was turning up d'artagnan this whole (laughs) book yeah, even when it shouldn't have. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. Sorry, but you were saying. Uh,
1: I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. No, it's
0: fine. Mine was just based on, I feel like we all know, but Alexander was like, what if that's actually really attractive? Mm-hmm. It's not. Confused why Alexander thought it was. It's not.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Attractive. Mm-mm. When someone's trying to end the conversation, Lord, please let
1: them end the conversation. Just, yeah, like. It's so just much sexier away. to be like, okay, see you later. Maybe, yeah, hundred like, percent. That would have that would have gotten me. Like his like insistence would have annoyed me. You know.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like these boys to come across is now people would call it desperate. I just call it being entitled <laughs> and annoying and persistent. Yes. That's not attractive, you guys. No. Like if no means no and um okay yeah that's nice maybe another time that also means no don't act stupid like you yeah, don't know you what it means know what
1: she meant. you know what it means unfortunately alexandra was like nah she meant yes
0: <laughs> yeah it's so stupid uh, I so perceive the ladies of this time oh, God. <laughs> i have a habit of saying uh no when they mean yes so i will ask again this is some mr Collins shit Colin we should be over shit. this
1: yeah so true
0: yep but Alexander was like, No, the ladies like it. Take my word for it. I'm not gonna. Sorry, Alex. Nope. I mean, we could be friends, but I'm not taking your word for that as a woman.
1: I like how you called him
0: Alex. <laughs> Alex. What up, Alex? Alex, the <laughs>
1: boy. What's up, dude? I will say you, Party at Alex's house. <laughs> party at Alex's house. Uh, for anybody who also enjoys The Musketeers, is Porthos not the hottest musketeer in that damn show? I think he is. I he is. was thinking. Not about from the it. show specifically. I was just thinking personality. In general. <laughs> I think general. he is, like, he's the most fun. Like, he probably is the hottest. They say multiple times he's hot. But Who's I... Who's the guy from Frozen that I was talking
0: about? <laughs> Oaken. <laughs> Oaken. <laughs> he has Oaken meets D'Artagnan vibes. Oh, my- And I'm here for it. I'm 100% here for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. He's probably also, like, the most, like, emotionally stable yes, of the musketeers exactly, which is exactly, weird exactly.
1: <laughs> emily okay so emily and i watched all the musketeers when we when i was like a senior in college and we would just uh-huh. watch it like obsessively like we we're so into it and we maintain yeah. porthos is the most marriable like you want him to be your husband he seems to be out of all of them yeah. like sure aramis yeah, is you had hottest, to pick one for, porthos, a husband, for a husband for a husband Porthos is the best husband absolutely yeah.
0: d'artagnan is not no no no, no, it's no. like if if D'Artagnan were to grow up and get a little more worldly and also a little more mature, he could be somewhat like Porthos. You hope, you know? You would hope, yeah. He could Here's go one of two been. ways. Yeah. He could turn, honestly, he could turn out more like Aramis minus the religion or more like <laughs> Porthos. And I'm certainly
1: hoping he goes more Porthos. But see, he idolizes Athos the most. And I was pissed yeah. off at Athos in this book. Athos was always like yeah. one of my faves. And now I'm like, what the f-? yeah. In the book, he sucks. I know. He made me mad. He does suck. I know. I kept going, where's the cool one? <laughs> yeah. I remember one of them being really to be the cool. cool. And instead, he's like, and he getting drunk it. and being like, remember how I murdered my wife? I'm like, okay, nobody yeah. wants to talk about that. I'm alive. My wife. My wife. I murdered my wife. My wife.
0: <laughs>
1: God. Oh, God. Anyway. Anyways, we, um, <laughs> what about favorite <laughs> quotes? Oh, yeah okay there's actually a lot of really good quotes in this some of it was really funny i will have i will say that we must never expect discretion in first love it is accompanied by such excessive joy that unless the joy is allowed to overflow it will choke you i thought that was sweet oh
0: that's a good one i remember that one too um there are a lot of great quotes in this my favorite one and i don't even remember who said it is uh i'm sure you're very nice but you'd be even nicer
1: if you went away (laughs) and that's how i feel about most people Yeah, really good. (laughs) That's really good. So good. There were a couple of lines that reminded me of that. Like, people were like, that's awesome. (laughs)
0: Get the hell away. (laughs) Get the the hell out of my way. Yeah, it's so cheeky and sarcastic, Mm -hmm. but not like as dry as some classic literature humor is. This is Mm why I'm saying like aside from the length this didn't super feel like
1: a classic it just it felt was, like
0: really fun and
1: exciting it's and very readable it's like really not the yeah. language is not hard it's not
0: hard to read no no it's just the length very is difficult. long. Yeah, the language it. is not hard at uh-uh. all which was refreshing i was scared when i saw the length i was like oh and it was french i was like oh this is gonna suck this is gonna be like Les Mis. <laughs> this is gonna be so
1: hard or like the hunchback which was really hard no it's not like that it's at all. not because it's fun it's mostly just for fun i think you know
0: yeah, exactly, and I'm here for it. I don't care. I don't want to learn anything. Mm-mm.
1: Mm-mm. We're not even learning history. We're to have a good time. This is Mm-mm. not accurate. No, we're
0: not. <laughs> because in reality, the Duke of what's his face, Buckingham. Buckingham,
1: I know, which I didn't know, was gay with the King who was gay, which I also didn't. It's know. It's one of my favorite so, fun facts. Really, I that mean, shows okay, how much I know. I guess it hasn't been confirmed, but like, in all accounts, like, let's be real yeah but um when was oscar wilde alive i know he was in ireland he was alive in the late 1800s so he, in the late
0: 1800s so this yeah. is
1: like beginning of the 1800s right and beginning so the 1800s middle.
0: was a good time for the gay men not not the best of times they still had to pretend they weren't but
1: you know <laughs> i would say it's probably not a good
0: time <laughs> maybe not a good
1: time i don't know well also it's never Bucky a good time was alive in the 1600s so that oh was bad n- never too. mind
0: yeah, that's bad. I take also, it Also, Oscar you know? got sent to jail for being <laughs> gay. Yeah, but he's iconic. I mean, he really made an impact. He really I mean, did. he didn't You're have, right. and he had a really good time until he went to jail. That's what I I'm guess, saying. And no, he's yeah. like an icon. I Maybe I should say there are There's more a lot of iconic gay, <laughs> gay men than I realized there were historically. Oh, yeah. I mean, no,
1: you're totally. And of course, right. I didn't know because they didn't
0: want people to know. But now I'm like, but I want to know. Yeah,
1: people are like, sorry, King James Bible guy, he's not gay. I'm like, yes, he is. Sorry. You're like, but he is actually though, and also, <laughs> so is the
0: Duke that was supposedly in love with
1: also, Anne, according so to Alexander Dumas of bloom in that movie. So, so <laughs> you know what? <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's so
0: funny. I love that. That's hysterical. Yeah. Um. See, was there anything else about this book that we want to say? Anything we missed? Um...
1: I enjoyed it. I, I know it was very long, but I think you know, Alexandra. He can write a good book. Um, I agree. He's very—he's totally a plot agree. guy. Like when I really want to read *The yeah, Count yeah. of Money. not Kirsten a now guy. because I love the movie. The movie has the one of it. the best plots of anything I have ever m- consumed. Media wise, no, I
0: want to read it and watch it, it because is, should,
1: the plot was impeccable. It's so it was good. so fun. Yeah. And Count Monte Cristo's plot is, well, at least the movie. That's what I'm saying. The movie is yeah. like insanity. Yeah. We should have a movie night and watch it. And then. Uh,
0: <gasps> I'm so down. And then we can make our D&D costumes. And
1: then we can make our <laughs> d and This is the next party. I love how everyone on the podcast gets to hear about all our parties that we're having. They just
0: to hear us playing. Our parties are Kendall and I. Yes. <laughs> usually drinking and watching a movie and doing something crafty. <laughs> That's usually our party, it's which is perfect for me. It. It's great. Cool. I'm ready whenever you're ready. You let me know. Okay, awesome. I'm ready. I'll call
1: you up, girl. Javi's
0: gone again also, so I have literally all the free time. <laughs> like I mean, not because of chores, but want. like all the social time is totally free. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, how many Pinkies Up would you give this book?
1: Um, I'm going to give it four Pinkies Up because Ooh. I really like, I think he's a good writer. Uh, Mm -hmm. I did feel it was kind of long Um, It was But all of it was fun Yeah all of it was fun though that's the thing Like what? Yeah not like dickens oh i thought you said like dickens and i was about to be excited no. um
0: i know i saw you get happy and i was like she clearly didn't hear what i said <laughs> no i know i'm over here like david,
1: david copperfield's is audiobook is 35 hours long and i'm like it's so what good. a
0: nightmare <laughs> lol no absolutely but not. <laughs> uh, and
1: i was pissed off about some of the character choices so for me that knocks down the yes. star but um i, I think it that. was good you know mm-hmm. it's
0: good i agree I give it four and a half pinkies up because I would absolutely read it again. Yeah. The last half, it literally, the only reason, not even, I'm not even counting anything off for length because it was long as hell, but I enjoyed all of it. The half star or half pinky that's off, we amputated half a pinky, I should say, (laughs) because um of the character inaccuracies yeah. there's just no way um, no specifically way. with the way the guys treated the girls and then didn't get any comeuppance but the women had to suffer all those, okay so like, true. consequences hated that so we lost half a pinky for that
1: yeah but fair. four and a
0: half otherwise which is might be one of the highest ratings i've ever given a classic uh
1: um, that's so i would i'm surprised again. honestly although i guess i'm not surprised because the, you're an action girl and this is an I action, am an action book. girl you it's love a straight action book yeah
0: I love swashbuckling. This was all swashbuckling. It was delightful. And then we got Milady, who was like, you know, a horrible person, but like in such a great, cool way. Oh, so awesome. And for a woman, I'm like, I don't even care that you're a horrible person because we had so few like female, deathly role models. Yes, I, I just <laughs> like that I have a lethal role model. Exactly.
1: It's like I support women's rights and women's wrongs. <laughs>
0: That's the funniest shit I've ever heard. Did you come up with that? No, I'm not that smart. Somebody said it on Twitter. But I do. I do though. Whoever said that on Twitter, I kind of also do. I don't in a serious sense, but in a fictional sense, I absolutely do. Absolutely. One hundred percent. I feel like we have to take our wins where we have them, even if they weren't well won. So
1: I don't care. So true. (laughs) <laughs> you know she she oh died God. at the end but she took some people down with her i mean
0: she took some that's all i'm here for i really do love when a villain who's been wronged takes down the people who did them wrong with mm. them i'm like i don't care if you lose as long as you
1: take down as many people as possible you know what rank. maybe athos should have died i'm just gonna throw that out
0: there i kind of think maybe he should have i might have liked the ending more, i was to be honest. pissed
1: off at him and he never really like yeah. gave a good explanation for that so i was like okay bye yep. yeah oh um, i forgot to mention. I'm just going to throw this in really quick. Sorry, listeners, for this, but um, also you're welcome because this inspired me so much. I was, th- and I've thought this before, but you know how people are always doing, th- sorry, mostly I should apologize to you, Ash, for this, but most, you know, how people are like, always are doing? <laughs> um, doing fan casts for Muppet movies based on classic literature. This would be the perfect no. Muppet movie, would it not? Okay, it here's would be. The thing- I don't
0: even like the Muppets, but you're 100% correct.
1: <laughs> it's so perfect. It casts itself, and I've made a slideshow with my casting choices. I was doing this yesterday while listening. Okay. the I need you to tell me. Okay, so I'll just tell you the basic ones. But here's okay. the thing that makes it such perfect material for a Muppet adaptation We've only it's had two insane. classic literature Muppet adaptations so far, and they've been Treasure Island, mm-hmm. which I've talked about at length and I won't go into it again, mm-hmm. and, Christmas Carol, and Christmas Carol, which I've also yeah. talked about a lot, but because they're both so good. But yeah, the thing that those things haven't come in is there's hardly any women in them. And unfortunately, as much as I love the True. Muppets, there are like no women in the Muppets. We have Miss Piggy yeah. with Janice, and we have like Camilla the Chicken, and that's it. And <laughs> um, so it's really kind of hard to do sometimes. People have been talking a lot about like, yeah. we should do Pride and Prejudice Muppets. And I'm like, that's a fun idea. Oh, it will never work. You can Never. No. Um, we
0: don't have girl Muppets. And you can't just introduce a new one now. That would be no. crazy.
1: And the thing about no. the Muppets is you have to have a good like human to Muppet cast ratio. Like, I think it works <sighs> best based on the other two classic literature adaptations. The main character should be a human and then the rest are mostly Muppets and the main villain can be a human but the rest are Muppets you're so
0: right like D'Artagnan can be a human and all the Musketeers can be Muppets and Milady can be Miss Piggy yes
1: Yes! see you get it you get the vision Miss Piggy is clearly I don't even like the
0: Muppets and I totally get it
1: Miss Piggy I would watch it I would. you would watch it see that's what I'm saying Miss Piggy is so clearly Milady it's like the most perfect choice (sighs) and get this Kermit as Athos they have a history they still get to be romantic interests And because we're yep. changing it for it's the excellent. movie, obviously he's not as bad as he is in the book. We have and, to. No. And yeah, uh, here are my to. other two choices for the Musketeers: Fozzie as Porthos. I know you won't really understand this, but you kind of get, okay. it. And, get it. Uh, and yeah. Gonzo as Aramis. <laughs> hear me out. Hear <sighs> me out. I think it works. We can have all of his side bitches being chickens. It's so good. LOL. And that's amazing. He's charismatic. He's romantic. Like it works. He's very religious now. He's religious now.
0: <laughs> i would like to see it
1: (laughs) and here was my choice for d'artagnan and everyone don't get mad at me i know i'm correct timothy chalamet timothy chalamet as (laughs) d'artagnan oh my god this is a genius idea
0: you're correct don't you
1: want to see him acting with muppets he would be so good Plus, he's got that i do want to see that so so badly
0: He's got that French thing going. <laughs> You're 100% correct, and I think you need to take that to Hollywood right now. They could Thanks. make so much money.
1: Yeah, nobody. I can't believe they idea. haven't done that. I think it's the perfect uh, classic yeah. literature adaptation for the Muppets, and they won't do it. I'm going to tag so Disney in everything. Here, tell I, am I think you really, should. I'm going to put really my should show on Twitter. Anyway, maybe Do I'll it. share it on the pod Insta if anyone wants to see my slideshow. <gasps> that too, put it
0: everywhere. We're going to try and make this happen. We're going to make people pay attention to us.
1: Pay attention. We will not be silent. I love. We will you. not be silent. No. We need a Muppets Three Musketeers. You're so sweet. Even you, as a Muppets not liker, are supporting me. I this. don't even. I like.
0: I even actively dislike the Muppets, but I still <laughs> want this to exist. Which is how Hollywood should know that this is a hole in one. Like. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i would even watch it as someone who actively dislikes one of the like one out of ten people in the whole world <laughs> who doesn't like who the dislike the muppets i would still watch it and i would think it should exist you're incredible it's perfect for that well thank you for letting um, me have my spiel okay. of course thank you for sharing i am in complete and total agreement Thanks. even as someone who hates it i still would watch it <laughs> um is there anything else we want to say about this book um nope <laughs> all right well, uh, <laughs> next week, very exciting, we're covering A Thousand Heartbeats. Or sorry, not next week, the week after next. We're covering A Thousand Heartbeats by curate with, I believe, our pod astrologist is going to join us yeah. again.
1: Yeah. Catherine, so
0: exciting Catherine joined us for the selection she's going to come back for this one a thousand heartbeats we just got to actually go to a q a with kira cast spoons and i did and we got to she signed a book which hooray exciting we're doing a giveaway and so we're Yay. doing it for the new year so i will try and get that info up but we are doing a um happy new year giveaway uh book stuff because you guys got us to over a thousand followers on instagram thank you so much if you guys want to keep following us it is that pretentious book club on instagram and tiktok uh every time we get like a big new group of followers on instagram we do another giveaway so please follow us share us with your friends the more followers we get the more giveaways we do and we do some really badass giveaways yeah, also Our giveaways rock uh, they really do rock if you're someone who likes books and i assume you do if you're here it's a badass giveaway we reach out to independent artists small businesses uh all kinds of good stuff and so it's all fun stuff all stuff that you'll like um including a signed copy Woo! of a thousand heartbeats that we got signed in person mm-hmm. from curacast so that will be included along with a lot of other fun stuff so go follow us on instagram if you're not following you also will not be able to enter the giveaway. so go follow now and um also just follow us if you like to see like fun bookish stuff because it's up there lots of fun book memes too Okay. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. you guys can also, if you want to support the pod, you can find us on patreon.com slash story siren studio. That is our production company. And all of our video episodes are up there as well, and you can see them. And they are super, I mean, I don't know about super fun. I think I think fun, because you can see the faces we're making when we're saying the dumb shit that we're saying. And now you guys can see the pretty calming aesthetic of my green walls yes. and the door and trim. So if you guys want to see that, go to patreon.comslash story siren studio. <laughs> you can also get exclusive merch there, but if you just want like cool bookish merch and you're like I don't really want to support you on a monthly basis that's o- that's okay too you can go to thatpretentiousbookclub.com or storysirenstudio.com. same place we have a store lots of very cool bookish merch the holiday merch is coming down soon so if you guys want to get any of it for next year go grab it there's no promises that it'll be back again next year we never know for sure so go check that out now and um i think that's everything we've got if you liked us please leave a review if you guys have book suggestions reach out to us on social media or email us at contact at com. and until next week keep your teacups full your pinkies high and your book club pretentious